it'd be nice to know what, what like I get he's got loads of of those M- M- Mandalorians, but it, <laughs> Medi. Medi. In a world preoccupied with professionalism, do you already think you know what a good podcast is? That's bullshit. That's not how the world works. Have you even considered any alternatives? What about uninformed hosts? Only the last watch was where I understood what her name actually was. Unwarranted and potentially liable accusations. Tom Cruise, he's just like fly kicks Brad Pitt. Audio issues. Uh, by the way, how do we record? Irrelevant tangents. If I go like to a girl's house and then there's like I'll stop you there, mate. There's <laughs> <laughs> not a section we can have in. Didn't think you had. So you've never heard the semi-professionals. I did not enjoy one fucking single bit of it. Fantastic turnout tonight. Contestants from all over the outer territory. I see them making their way out on the starting grid. And that's Matt Quadranero from the Celtic system with his record-setting Pitroy team. And hoping for a big win today, that's two-time Bunta E winner Luke Mandrell. With him, of course, his award-winning race machine, the Courier 12 Coins. Ladies and gentlemen, please raise from your seat to greet the illustrious Jack DeHart. <laughs> right, um, welcome to Semi-Professionals. And to our second miniseries, um, after the wildly popular uh, trip to Middle Earth a few months ago, we are today traveling to a galaxy far, far away. And we're also traveling probably into our childhood, or at least we're going we're to travel into three of our childhoods, and we'll find out about the fourth. <laughs> um we will today or today will be the first of three weeks where we uh, will look into the star wars prequels um all right so we're doing the phantom menace today which was written and directed by george lucas um it was produced by rick mccullum it stars Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, Jake Lloyd, Ian McDermott, and Anthony Daniels, Kenny Baker, Pernilla August, Frank Oz, and Ahmed Best. Um, and the music was done by the master John Williams. Um, a logline. Um, Two Jedi escape a hostile blockade and find allies and come across a young boy who may bring balance to the Force. May. Uh, But the long (laughs) dormant Sith resurface (laughs) to claim their original glory. (laughs) I mean, the logline already is so vague. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. um, Should we... Let's just start with with Guess the Budget and then we can do a little little backstory on, on... production kind of to what what luke did uh shorter i i don't know as much 
Um, but let's get let's guess the budget here. Two hundred million. I'll go first because you all be really pissy about me going in the middle <laughs> every week. So I'll go first. I'll go two hundred million. I'll go one seven five. God, when it's this big, I don't even have like any context. I don't. I'll do, I'll go well three hundred. I guess three hundred. Three hundred. What year? What year? Let's keep it ninety nine. Is it ninety nine? Ninety nine came out. Yeah. Um. Well, it was one hundred and fifteen million. One million dollars. One hundred and fifteen of George Lucas's own dollars. The uh, yeah. he, he funded this himself. The the most expensive indie wow. movie ever. <laughs> no, he. Wow. I had no idea of that. Well, yeah. But it's a Lucasfilm, right? So that's his. That's the production company, and then true, Fox. True, but I don't know if it's like a he has partners and deals with no investors. It's, and it's his ultimate decision on everything. Um, I guess we'll find out if that shows yeah. in 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 but the is quality it based of the on movie. Profits from the sequels, like because he yeah. made, he would have made funny money from that, right? So yeah, he? yeah, but that is. I mean, his own it's just this huge, it's his huge empire. Um, well, okay, I can do a little bit of a, of, a, of a backstory. Maybe then we can do the box office afterwards. But basically he had the, or he claims to have had this idea for this movie or these three movies. Um, first kind of came to him after writing A New Hope um, because... He was thinking about developing uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return to the uh, Return of the Jedi, and in order to develop the character of Darth Vader, he had to give him like this whole backstory so he could understand him better. So he had, and the backstory is then obviously the um, the, the what the prequels became. But after after kind of finishing Return of the of the Jedi, um, he lost. I think he lost a bit of interest in doing Star Wars because he originally wanted to do more uh, sequels from that, but he lost interest in that. But he always had this this backstory from from kind of shaping the Darth Vader character um, to you know, so all the stuff for the prequels was there. Um, but you know, didn't really want to do anything with it until in the nineties, nineteen nineties. Um, there was like a new Star Wars comic that was released and also there was a few books that were released and he kind of saw that those stuff was again really popular and, and pretty um, profitable and I think he saw the opportunity to make another quick buck there uh, and decided to maybe let's go back into the drawer and dig out those old scripts um, so he started working on the uh, Phantom Menace movie in 94 and then I think yeah with it like it took five years for it to be produced but I think the story the uh, story ideas were all um, were all there um, and it was obviously immensely anticipated I think there was a little bit of mixed feelings from even before the movie uh, aired uh, there was people who were skeptical. Um, obviously, when it then hit cinemas, a lot of the original fans, like 
you know, people aged of maybe our parents who saw the original uh, Star Wars in theaters, they, I think, mainly really dislike this movie. But for for me, for example, or and I, I'm assuming Jack for you as well, Luke, you have a slightly different story, I think. But this is like my childhood movie. This is my ultimate um, childhood movie. Um, and it obviously did insanely well. Um, can you guys guess the box yes. office? Yes. I think I, I think I saw it, so I'll sit out. Oh, God. So, and then I have to say to that, it was re-released, obviously, because mm, Daddy saw another opportunity to make a quick buck with a, a 3D <laughs> a 3D re-release in I don't know when. Um, but if we... Let's just include all of it. If we include all of it. So it's basically two theatrical runs. What do you reckon this movie made worldwide? Jesus. I mean... But there's been has it was it ever re-released when they when the, with the most recent saga? Like surely there was a cinema somewhere mm. doing the whole the whole saga. Maybe they maybe Prince but Charles made it another <laughs> hundred million. <laughs> Just alone. I mean maybe. Um but it wasn't like a big <sighs> third theat- theatrical run. There was I'm two. Gonna, there was the original release in '99, and then there was the uh, 3D re-release. Um, I'm gonna guess 920 million. I'm Just, gonna go a billion. It's wild though. <laughs> I feel like it should have grossed a billion at some point, right? Yeah. If you've seen the footage of people in '99 <laughs> queuing outside cinemas overnight, literally camping. Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be in that region. I'm gonna go a billion. Matt, what did you see? I saw just over a billion. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Wow. Fucking hell. One bill. I don't even know that how to pronounce crazy. this number. One billion yeah. two hundred seventy thousand million. Billion. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> one billion two hundred seventy million. No, it's yeah. it's one zero two seven. So it's 1.027 oh, okay. million. So it's 270,000. No, or, tw- or 27 million. 1 billion, t- 27 million. Yeah. Let's yeah. not embarrass ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Again, math, not not for us. But yeah, insane. That's insane. Um, absolutely insane, insane. And it was, it was a really interesting time for this release because Luke as you said like people queuing outside cinemas and everything like I think because this movie kind of came out around the time where internet became um, more and more a factor when like reserving tickets and stuff like that that kind of culture this movie probably was like one of the last ones where people were actively like queuing outside of the cinema to get tickets for the midnight screening the next day and like yeah, the news footage is um, is yeah, true. is absolutely insane. But let's do some first impressions here. Um, Jack, why don't you go first? Um, hold on, let me do. Fuck, I gotta do some quick math. 
So it would have been my sixth birthday. And I'm assuming I've seen the sequels by this point. Because there would be no other reason to get a cinema ticket in an envelope on my birthday for this film. Uh, but that's what I got. Uh, and this is the first film that I ever saw in the cinema. Uh, and I think from that point, it took over my life. <laughs> I, I, I'm i going to try and find uh, a photo, uh, I think, possibly the weekend after. Uh, of yeah. We've all got one of those. Have we? Okay. I, I, <laughs> I, mean, I was going to see if I can get it for my background photo for today, but I couldn't get it. I, oh, I, shit, I, I forgot about that too. But I, I, about a dig. I was, uh, maybe this will be the uh, Instagram photo or uh, for all of us, but there's a, there's a photo of me the weekend after with uh, head to toe Darth Maul. Uh, fa- face, Brazil nut to face, face mask, uh, full outfit, double double lightsaber, and then my sister is uh, in genuine full outfit of um, Queen Amidala with makeup and everything. No way. Um, but the only thing I, I I think probably as a child I just didn't proper properly understand what's going on. To the full extent, it's just like it's just like pure excitement for a child. There's a lot I don't think I really would have caught on, mm. um, and I think my main knowledge from Star Wars then, then, as I said before, does come from video games. Uh, and there's I, I've genuinely had so you're on the wrong podcast, mate. <laughs> I've had so many so many Star Wars video games, but that like it just like ingrains in more Star Wars like story in your mind. Um, but even even still, it's just so iconic. Uh, and I, wait, so <laughs> did you play the games before? No, this film? All, all afterwards. But it's like, okay. like it's the whole it's the whole thing of it being like a, a franchise, right? Like you said, the merchandise and. You know, year after year, new new Star Wars games made, but like there's there's so much that is released. I remember having, um, I had two two huge books on that one was about this big, um, and one was white, one was black, and one of them was one was the rebellion. Um, and everything about the rebellion was like a like a. Uh, I guess it's more sequels, but everything about the rebellion, and then uh, the the other book was everything about the dark side. Um, Isn't it the visual encyclopedia? Yes, I had that. <clears throat> Is that like a? It's not a thick book, but it's like no, a. It's, it, it's hardback, it's right? Big. But it's just big, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just big, and like I A3. remember. I fucking, it's like labeled costumes and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Everything's yeah. in there, yeah, yeah, and then there's like, then there's like Sick. a lightsaber that's like taken apart and tells you like how it's made and all this shit. Yeah, and I, I remember, I remember there was there's like early on in one of the books is Palpatine as Palpatine, and then like a few pages down, it's um, Sidious. Oh, Sidious. And mm. I remember flicking back and forth <laughs> between the pages <laughs> and being like, come on, I, I can see this. I know what's going on here. And the, the second and third one hadn't come out yet. And I'm like, I know what's fucking going on here. I've worked this oh, mate, You should have went down the bookies at that point. <laughs> um, You'd be a millionaire. 
But yeah, it's iconic. I would never forget this film. Yeah. So much, so much. Even the physicality of it. I, I had, um, I had these like projectile uh, pod racers with wheels on that were in like these little clippy things, and you, like you, you, they'd be like sprung loaded, and you ping them. So you can oh, fire them. Bell. Yeah. That I remember sounds playing with those sick. all the time. Yeah. Like everything is, yeah. Hmm. Luke, talk to well, us. Well, I had been introduced to the originals, um, basically from the ages of, I think before I was five. This boggles I was my mind. With the Lion King, I love the Lion King. I just fucking love the Lion King. And then '98 came around. '97, sorry, and I would have only been four. <laughs> and after doing some research, I, I'm, I need to uh, inquire as to exactly what went down with my parents. But my dad still maintains to this day that he took me to see the re-release of the original Star Wars at cinema. Um, but I'm not, I'm not sure that's true because it says online that it was only re-released in the US theatrically. So what I think happened is the special editions came out on video and I must have seen it like that. Mm. And then maybe in the, in the, in, in the years after Phantom Menace, I saw it then in the cinema. But, um, so I'd been introduced to the, to the, the originals and it was my, as Jack said, it was also my life for, for the time being. Um, and I had all the merchandise from the originals because with the re-release, we were able to relive the absolute mania that was 1977. Obviously, it was a 20-year anniversary, and they just capitalized again. I was not like, aware it, of this. It, how the fuck does that happen? Like, the, basically, parents of of new kids were reliving that that summer back in May 77, mm -hmm. and. It was all just happening again, and they re-released the merchandise. In fact, I think there was more merchandise because they were more prepared for the boom. Originally, they weren't prepared for it. So there was all this merchandise coming out. I had fucking tons of figures coming out my ear roll. And then, and then obviously, 99 came around and Phantom Menace came out and loved it just as much. It was an expansion. To me, the originals were brand new because to me, they'd just come out. So it was a real frenzy in that couple of years because I then got you know, I basically got four movies released at once in the same universe. So how could I not just be completely enamored? Yeah. And uh, yeah, fucking loved it. I remember it might might have even been a, a birthday kind of gig, a, you know, a cinema Pizza Hut kind of combo. Yeah. Mm. One, two, which was yeah. a classic, you know. Too much um, tango. Yeah, Pizza Hut Buffet and Phantom Menace. Um, Big tie-in yeah, that yeah. was... I think Pizza Hut was uh, one of the official Star Wars: The Phantom Menace uh, sponsors. Who wasn't? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the dry you cleaners like... down the road were officially <laughs> endorsing Phantom Menace at that point. I think everything. I mean, this is really what George Lucas is probably best at: is marketing the shit out of everything and capitalizing on everything, like yeah. pizza boxes, water bottles, everything 
was Star Wars. And you look at me or us and it fucking worked, didn't it? Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it fucking works, doesn't it? It worked a treat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, I just, I just n- find that the genius in knowing you're going to re release this film and then on the 20 year anniversary doing the whole worldwide release again to a new generation of yeah. kids. That is, un- that is just, mm. just prepping yeah, it even more. Yeah. yeah. Um, just on the toys, I think they also, because they didn't have enough toys in the original run for the original Star Wars, they made a shit ton of um, Phantom Menace toys as well, which yeah. did not sell out as much. Uh, mm. Definitely not. And I think everybody was like, kind of like, oh, these are going to be worth a lot of money one day. <laughs> and everybody just had, you know. They're yeah, worth nothing now. I had a frame. I had a, f- a huge framed poster in my room of of Phantom Menace. Which one did you have? The did you have the Vader on the the shadow of Vader on the wall in front of Anakin behind Anakin? No, the what the oh, I had that one. The um uh, the original one. Good, good, good poster with everyone mm. in it. So um so Matt, our our avid listeners will remember from the um. <laughs> from the Lord of the Rings miniseries that there was a a summer in Florida yeah. where <laughs> where you saw a bunch of movies but did we did was it like a realization that that it wasn't actually the same summer or something like that because you you saw this as a kid as well didn't you yeah i saw it as a kid there was there was two florida holidays one was, was in, one was in year i think year 2 and the other was in year four or five, so I can't. I couldn't quite pin down what what date I saw this. I was born in ninety two, and so I was either. I don't know. I was either. Well, if you six or eight or something. Mm. Yeah, um, I I remember. Yeah, I remember watching. Actually, I think I think this was the first holiday. First Lord of holiday. the Rings came out after this, didn't it? Okay, was that two thousand one? Luke? That was 2001, yeah. So it's okay. two years after. That would make sense. Oh, yeah. You're... Yeah, what's uh, P. Jackson say about how we can't make it look like George or Binks, can we? Well, we need to get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get into that later. That was your, do you remember your See, um, reaction? I, I remember the bit I remember vividly, like the, the most. Or, or even at all is Darth Maul getting chopped in half and falling down the <laughs> down the hole and the whole yeah. the whole cinema clapping. That's that's the only memory I have of watching it. Um, I I did I did think when I got back that I I went to a, a birthday party, a chaperone by my dad who was like three rows behind while all of us were watching it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it got. <laughs> <laughs> there was maybe eight eight or not eight or nine of us in the front row watching it. <laughs> But, but I don't. It's weird. I don't remember much about like how I felt when I when I watched it. Um, but yeah. this this series definitely didn't rub off on you. No, no, that's the thing at it all. Did, yeah, yeah, it didn't. I th- I think for, I think for a time I was like, oh, like one of those. Oh, like the 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 double lightsaber it was quite cool to me. And I yeah. thought oh, that would be, that would be good to have at some point. But I wasn't like, yeah, it didn't it didn't rub off in the same way. But, um, right. Yeah. So, had had no one seen the originals before seeing this? So, I'm I, I'm unsure. I'm unsure. I don't think so. B- 
because when I saw this movie in the cinema, I, I don't think I knew anything about it when I was going in. I must have been, well, nine uh, at the time. And I don't think I really knew anything about Star Wars. Um, wow. Yeah. So it got you without even Dude, <laughs> the illustrious I, <laughs> history. That is impressive. <laughs> it got me hard as a nine-year-old. I mean, also, I, this was similar to Jack. This was probably, this was not my first movie I ever saw in cinema. It was the first big blockbuster I'd ever seen in cinema because this movie was, I think, rated maybe even 12, 12 and up, I think, mm-hmm. in Germany. Um, so my, I, I went with my dad and another dad and his son who were from canada and we didn't know them but i don't know somehow we we ended up in uh the uh, the cinema together and i just remember this movie being so incredibly fucking loud i literally i was sitting there with like i was holding my ears <laughs> and i was like but i was so so enjoying the entire movie <laughs> i was loving all of it and yeah similar to jack as well like i i then a few days later jedis became um my life there's there's a picture of me i would never get like my parents wouldn't get me plastic toys so dude my dad he took like a um a big wooden pole where you hang curtains from (laughs) and he like painted it blue so dangerous yes. as well because that's like solid wood it's really heavy <laughs> yeah, you get way worse than plastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so much worse <laughs> sustainable just, though sustainable lightsabers i just remember Even the bottom then, he was ahead of his time. sustainable the head bottom injury. was the bottom was like wrapped in uh, aluminum foil it was that's it pretty was cool. fucking sick oh, um, that makes the grip on that must be so much worse <laughs> just slips out flings out just sinks straight out yeah, also the problem was it was always like with the cool plastic lights, uh, laser swords, they, they would extend, obviously, you know, and they'd mm-hmm, make yeah. sounds when you do. Light up. This one, I just had like a, a long wooden rod that I then also carried to school. <laughs> always ready. <laughs> you took it to school. Oh. <laughs> yeah, for, for carnival, mate. We all got, everybody gets dressed up. I think almost wow. every second kid was in uh, in star wars uh gear then but i was the only one with the fucking wooden lights <laughs> nick yeah nick, but nick I'll beat that year beat the shit out of yeah. everyone <laughs> that's right that's right um but i was gonna say jack you obviously uh, immediately identified with the um the the bad guy in this movie and i immediately identified with <laughs> the good always, guy always well i know i know um, i mean for a long time for a long long time i wanted the obi-wan kenobi rat's tail for a long time and I, I, I was never allowed it and it upset me a lot I thought it was so cool mm. I'm pretty sure one of my friends did have it I had one friend I had one friend who they were like the kind of like slightly richer and he always had slightly better things than me uh, and I remember his yeah, lightsaber. We're getting into Jack's <laughs> hatred into of, yeah, was, <laughs> of the rich. Take another sip. Uh, <laughs> Economic <laughs> trauma. It's, this is one of the reasons why I hate rich people. <laughs> but I remember him. He had the sickest lightsaber that it it was like like solid plastic, but the the light would like zoom properly when you turn yeah. it on and it made it was you know, motion sensitive and it would make the sounds did it do the feel yeah yeah it did it all when you 
swung it. Whereas mine was just like it was just it was just a tube with a light in, essentially. Oh, mm. It's what it's got to be. I, I I almost think that if you have those, you're not a real fan. Like you you have to rough it. And I'll, I'll get to a, I'll get to my own Toy Story, <laughs> not the film, um, in the in the originals when we get to it. But I've got similar stories. Well. I think I think I did. I I must have seen the sequels before because I remember us having it on VCR. And I, I've seen. I always remember the Luke and Darth Vader talking to each other when they when they first land on um, Endor. Endor. You guys yeah. were young when yeah. your parents let you watch these kind of movies. See, so were your were your parents into Star Wars or your dad's? My dad was. Yeah, and he hated this movie. He yeah. he did not like it, and he. I should have got him that's on. Why, <laughs> that's why. That's um, why. We didn't watch the other ones in cinema because mm. he wouldn't take us. Um, What's it, Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith? Your mum's like, not even for the kids. And he's like, no, <laughs> not even for the kids. Yeah, Freddie said no. He, he didn't oh, like man. it. He thought, I mean, all this stuff that I think real, you know, original Star Wars kind of hated about this. Jar Jar being goofy pointless character um i can just imagine him picking this apart in the car on the way back you're like really excited and he's just like jar jar was fucking stupid we're <laughs> fucking stupid b-plot who are the gungans what are they there for the gungans um pointless. pointless yeah what about what about your parents star wars fans yes yeah see that's why maybe yeah, because my my dad, I don't think he would like. He hasn't expressed it. Like he kind of likes it, but not really. He he loves Star Trek, or he did at least. Like you know, Stargate SG One, nice. Stargate yeah. Atlantis, He's a all of that stuff. But but never Star Wars was never like a thing. He wasn't like, oh yeah, let's go. We got to go. <laughs> Live long and prosper, mate. Yeah, you were tricky. <laughs> um, did that rub off on you? No. No, no. <laughs> I'm saying if something would have, then it might, it probably would have been that. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't there. It wasn't the Star Warsness wasn't nurtured. Yeah, mm. it needs. I think it needs to be forced a little bit. <laughs> oh, pun the pun. Yeah, nicely done. But, um, the uh, my my dad. This is so foreign, but my dad. It wasn't available in ninety in seventy seven in China, but he remembers reading a almost a dictation of the script like a transcript of the screenplay <laughs> good. it was like almost an adapted oh, novel that's banging. and it and it came in a newspaper Whoa. he remembers he remembers reading in chinese uh like a, a cross between a screenplay and a novel it's like a summary of and i think i found like remnants of it on the internet the other day um in china and then he obviously saw it when he came over so loved it because he it was already imagined in his mm. head weirdly but that, that's really cool so it was i never knew they yeah, released it was almost that like it was a book before a film yeah mm. yeah it was obviously scraps that they anything they could get mm. their hands on without actually having to, to show it mm. um so i was i was sort of predisposed to like it i guess yeah dragged um, along yeah for me this has become a thing to rewatch. um Maybe not every year, but rewatch. I'm, I'm, I'm happy it's in my shelf. Uh, that it's there if I feel like I need it. <laughs> you got four uh, like K, right? Warm... No, I don't have the four K because that is well, that's with the Disney shit on it as well. I, I want solid just box to... set though. It's a solid box set. It's very beautiful. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like it a lot. 
Um, but I don't actually, I, I haven't actually rewatched it that much. But I used to have the VHS and I used to watch it so many times with my brother in German to the point where I just audio cues, and this is probably one of the best things in this movie. The the sound design is so ingrained in my in my head. Like I, th- I think if you if you would wake me up in the middle of the night and play a certain clip, I could probably say, yeah, that's from you know the oh, movie, and I could probably we know what, say that. We know what we do. Segment. <laughs> we know what we're doing at the end of the uh, trilogy now. Oh fuck! All right, because <laughs> you've said it, and we're gonna hold you to it. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Break right, into let's his pop house. my car outside your house. <laughs> Just smash a window and come in. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about the let's movie. Let's fucking do it. Let's crack um, shit. What did what did it? I mean, we all rewatched it. Uh, what did people think on a rewatch? This for me was basically like basically a first watch because I didn't I don't remember anything from it apart from right. falling down the hole. Um, I, I, I was surprised at, at the, at the pacing of it. It's, it's yeah. what, it's what, two hours 15. And I didn't, mm. I, I felt like time flew. I was, I was really impressed. I don't know if you guys think it's slow, huh. but, but for some reason I was expecting it to drag and it didn't drag at all for me. I don't know. I don't know why that is. If, mm. Is it a slow film to you guys? I saw Luke's surprise at the... Well, I was just about to say, what this is, is us being, having been enlightened or, or like subject to something, like a piece of trauma or something, and then not being able to unsee it, and then looking at you, who's like uninitiated, and going, oh, oh so what was it, what was it like? <laughs> I can't, like, there's no yeah. reference of okay, context yeah, yeah. or normality to what I think of it. It doesn't really matter what I fucking think of it, to be honest. <laughs> it's like, I'm just looking at, to Matt yeah. to see what, uh, not a lay person, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, a lay person to Star Wars, for sure. Like, I would have I yeah. thought that you would have thought that it was... Long, but I mean, it pa- no, it, for it's me, fast it felt like paced. nothing. It's really fast paced. Really, I was. Mm-hmm. It's very. Fa- I mean, I it so does impressed. go from like location to location to yeah. location, and it cuts because there's like three story plots, and it kind mm-hmm. of constantly mm-hmm. cuts between them and, str- I, and straight it, like straight in. The, the the Jedi's are there. They got to go because of the embargo, and then they got a fucking rescue. What's the name? And then go to the thing, and then come back, and then layers and layers and layers and layers, and it didn't. It just kind of it flew that was that was that was the main thing that that stood out for me really really well paced yeah um okay yeah i mean i mean that was my that's the main bulk of it so i guess we go to you guys and i've got loads well, I found, got, to be fair i found the same when i do on, on this rewatch and I, it wasn't that long ago that i had rewatched it but I'm, even that that time it wasn't really you know just put it on for, for fun but for this time like actually sitting down properly watching it and I was surprised, like, like, it, like you're, like it, it puts you in hyperdrive straight away. <laughs> so uh, happy. Um, but you're, you're in the action pause, from the start. Pause and grin. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the action from the start. Uh, yeah, uh, and and it just feeds from there. It's kind of, it's, uh, it's snowballing from that point, and it's, it's like just always moving, always going to somewhere. And I was mm. surprised when, when. 
sometimes for these, I just kind of like skim through quickly on my computer and just like try and recap. Uh, and when you get the thumbnail now of where you like, is it, is it speeding through? And I was surprised like, oh shit, that's actually at that point in the movie. Like pod racing's like a huge a bulk. Mm. That's the midpoint, yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I'm like, is the, yeah, you're right. And I was, I was like, shit, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I always just thought it was like this kind of small set piece on the side. But actually, it is quite a large portion mm, of the film. It's major. And at a, and a very significant point. But at, at the yeah. same time, was like, you're just like engaged the whole, during the whole period. And it was, it's constant. There's a constant kind of, we need to do this to, to get to the next stage. And mm. we need to sort mm. this little bit out and solve this problem here to get to this next place here. So the player, yeah. Pacing, I was, I was weirdly shocked, despite how many times I'd seen this. Hmm. Yeah, I think for me it's kind of similar because because watching it really attentive this time and really following it and not just I don't know putting it on to have it in the background as something comfortable was really really different. And this time round, it really struck me like the 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 like wooden acting. Um, kind of really got me this time and then how like i i do get emotionally invested in it but i don't know how much of that is nostalgia um and how much of it is actually the movie doing it to me um if that makes sense like i don't know and i i i, I was really surprised by the pacing as well and how often we go back to the trade federation which is not the most exciting like storyline um and yeah other than that i was i was kind of surprised how like for me the majority of the cg kind of holds up um because that would that that's something that's obviously tricky um i think know, it's I mean, fine i think it's okay for phantom menace I don't think it's think really it's okay. too bad, is it? Compared to the next two, I really yeah. didn't find. I don't find. And most people talk about Jar Jar Binks, but yeah. even some of his like his some of his close ups, were, you know. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, shitty. it looks like a video game. Yeah, video game every now. But and some then. of it's quite. I didn't. Some of it, I, you know, I, I was sold on. Yeah, well, I, something I noticed was. The CG, I think, is much less ambitious in this one than the other two. Um, yeah. Even though this was the first of his like digital era Star Wars, and he obviously would have had big amb ambitions. I think they were quite good at restraining themselves in terms of um, like landscapes, locations. If you think of like, for example, like Geonosis in yeah. in uh, Attack of the Clones, that's much more spectacular than than the pod racing scene which is basically a desert with a bit of a a terraced seating yeah. tiered seating situation and bleachers in the middle of the desert but then you've got like the marrakesh souks you know mm. big part of that is because they they with this one at least they still used a lot of models and miniatures and they they did use some relocations where they go away from completely mm. in the in the other movies, they, they had the yeah. um, the auditorium, didn't they? Um, yeah, or well, at least a, at like least a the, chunk of the seat, and they built in the, in the crowd and stuff. 
the uh, in the 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 um, pod racing scene. Yeah, yeah. No. Mm. Oh, that bit. Yeah, when it was going past on the BTS. Yeah. 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 They, well, um, they, they also built a lot of Tatooine as a, a real set, mm. which got obviously, if you've seen the behind the scenes, got absolutely obliterated by sandstorms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mental. Oh, Brick McCullough had to Wait, sort that one. In what way? It's a huge sandstorm. Just well, they woke up one morning and they half like, of being yeah, absolutely yeah. fucked. It was like a lightning rainstorm, wasn't it? And yeah, sandstorm and everything, and and, and like, it all like melted away basically. Mm. Oh, really? Well, it'd been like completely yeah. torn down, or just yeah. Like, just... Check out the. Um... Well, it would have been ruined to the point where they couldn't really film it, like the paintwork and and the outer, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. plaster or whatever it was. It'd just been like ruined, like just eroded no, but away. The big the big issue was also that the pod race engines and everything that was that have fallen off and they're obviously all made in England from wood um and they were like shipped over in like big Russian transport planes and like the the production effort is insane like the stuff that they actually mm. flew out to Tunisia um crazy like it's like a little village like relocating an entire village almost like and all that stuff was was done you know all, all broke but they then then uh old old uh ricky ricky was like well they just changed the schedule around and they finished they didn't even lose a day they just yeah. swapped some days around and he's nimble on his feet tricky ricky mm, he's tricky awake <laughs> all i know is he does he does videography yeah <laughs> he's got a 5d and he's ready to shoot your corporate <laughs> corporate videos out there me and nick found his profile on uh what was it I don't know. I just found a video. Oh, this is a picture. So, wait, so who, <laughs> who's this? Google. So this, this is, is the producer. producer. Okay. I'll, I'll Rick McCollum, who did... Rick McCollum. Uh, he, yeah, he did He did all the prequels. Uh, he didn't do the, the original trilogy. Um, he his In his own words, he's the person uh, that makes sure that George Lucas always gets exactly what he wants. <laughs> if that's the here, no. That is literally his job, what he says about himself in the, in the behind the scenes. Um, Whilst we're on Tunisia really quick, I'll c- jump in because I ended up going to Tunisia in 20, what was it, 2013, I think. To, to Tatooine? So we were, funnily enough, we went to Jerba, which is near near where this was shot. Oh, convenient. Oh, we, I, were tr- honestly, we were just, near, we're just nearby. Uh, and I said to Lydia, it sounds, should it's we It's not just... what it sounds like. <laughs> I can see, honestly, I can honestly happened. see Luke planning this six months to a year prior, <laughs> seeing there's some sort of tour going on. And he's oh. like, what? Oh, yeah, I just want to get some, you know, a bit of sun. Like, what? Tunisia? <laughs> somewhere convenient yeah somewhere local um no me and my mate went this like week away and uh it wasn't even with lydia drove no it wasn't no this is years and years before i met lydia um and it makes it worse sorry it makes it worse you and your (laughs) mate (laughs) dragged him along you and me before we went to tatooine together yeah mate the i wish we'd have found a tour um, and we were around the pool at the resort at some point, and I'd and I'd had earshot of someone who was talking about, oh, the Star Wars was shot around here, whatnot. So I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> so at risk of wasting the rest of the holiday, we rented these jeeps, and actually we were with two German girls, and we drove 
like oh, fucking cool. miles out into the desert. Super cool, Luke. Middle of fucking nowhere. Can we get something to eat? Is that all they would say? It's plenty of food in, in Tatooine. No, we've got to drive four hours <laughs> to get to Tatooine. <laughs> so we drove in these, you know, knockoff jeeps, which weren't actually four-wheel drive over the worst roads you've ever seen. And it was getting towards, like, non-civilization type mm. places. And the, the location, we wanted, what I was looking for and what I thought was there, and I think was there somewhere, was the dome house like the igloo house? I wanted to just find that iconic place. You know, um, did you know but, that they that that's just in the middle of a village now? That's they built like a farm around it. Oh, sorry, yeah. you you continue with your story. No, and, no. Yeah, and there's there's people with t-shirts and shit from the original shoots. Yeah, around that village, around that that igloo. So we're looking for that. We didn't find it, but what we did find was where Matt's background no is way. in that kind of little no village. Way. Yeah. And I have a pretty shit picture, but I'll put it up here. Oh, and it has a sign. Nice. It has a sign. Wait, so it's that's, not the that's, exact frame. That's actually a village. It's not. So, so there was a. So obviously, that they built the set, which blew away in the sandstorm. But some of it was shot in a real, yeah, in a real village, and the houses do look like that. Oh, they so would cool. just input the. They just put the doors in and put those those moisture evaporators in. <laughs> I think they. They 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 said they built like twelve feet high, and then everything above was added on with like CG. So here's the sign that's outside this little gate. George Lucas right. used this monument to create the town in Galactic. Is that Mos Espa? Uh, I'm not sure what it exactly. It must be right. Yeah. But wait, um, yeah, no. Yeah. So this was from the prequels. This is from the prequels, yeah, yeah, not yeah. the originals. Tremendously um, successful movie, Star Wars. <laughs> and then there's this. This is from a video, so there's not, not great stills, but that's oh, so oh, no, a place. That's really cool. That's really cool. And then the sort of inside is is all this stuff. Um, it's really cool. That's all but yeah, Carl, Nick, what have you got? We're gonna have a lot of childhood stories. For, well, not even childhood, but well, no, this was just something that I saw in the because they they. When they went back, they weren't even actually exactly sure where um, these movies yeah. were originally shot because nobody was keeping track, really. Um, so there was this guy who's like a geologist or something like that, and he actually wrote a paper or his his dissertation project on where they shot Star Wars in Tunisia, and he took them from plus A, B to C, and they found they found the original hut. Is that where the 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 bar right? Yeah. Oh, oh, you're, uh, yes. See, I'm not sure where the hut, I'm not sure where the house is, but I know Mm. that the bar was shot where you're talking about, where the guy had the t-shirt and stuff. I think they know where the, where the house is because they shot, um, for episode two, they went back to that place and shot in the same location. They, they do because, um, I saw on Instagram the other day, some photographer had it, had it up. Right. Okay. So they know where that is. But anyway, they were like walking through and, and Rick McCallum was saying, as you said, People were like wearing the original Star Wars T-shirt, and then they found the door, the original door that was the entrance yeah. to the bar, and somebody was just like using it to keep his chickens in his like stable and stuff like that. It's, I mean, mad. crazy. Nobody like understands. That T-shirt's that. probably worth quite a lot, and this bloke exactly. was literally using it to go farm or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so, but they've been handing out free T-shirts at the time. Yeah, and then yeah, ten years later, some blokes just sorting his goats out. It's crazy. It's crazy how unaware they are of it out there because we we drove, as I said, it's so into the middle of nowhere, and I was we were stopping at, next to locals and going star wars and they were like had no idea what we we're talking about and i'd go zoom, zoom, like and they were just like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about it was crazy they had no concept of what well these german the cinematic these... history they've been a part of yeah these german girls love you too yes yeah. <laughs> how did that trip yeah how did that go how did that go <laughs> could you drop us off before you yeah not we're not well <laughs> Purely A to B. <laughs> Very good. I think the I think all the bits in uh, on Tatooine here are my that's definitely the highlight and what I connect to most in in uh, Phantom Menace. Um, I don't know about you guys, but like the whole, it feels like such a good real environment in a way um, where other places don't really. Like the whole, I like the way Theed looks uh, on the planet Naboo. I like the way it looks from afar, mm -hmm. but everything close in, when they're inside the palaces, all the stuff they shot in Rome or in Spain, it feels so artificial and not like a real place where people would actually walk through the hallways. It mm -hmm. feels like they're in an actual museum. Um, well, I think a big part of that is because no one is walking through the hallways. I think, right. weirdly, for a massive budget film, when you go to Naboo, because everything's so big, they struggle to fill it. Whereas yep. it, when you're in, well, they may have not struggled to finish, but they, they didn't choose to. But when they're mm. on Tatooine, because the streets are so small and it's all scaled down, it's easy to make it feel like a little live place. Yeah. It really comes across as well in the, the first kind of like when, when Amidala's there with uh Sayo Bibble and Panaka in that first briefing after she Skyped with uh Newt Gunray and the Trade Federation. That room is so massive. It doesn't feel like anybody's room. It's just like this huge palace and there's a couple of chairs. It's like it doesn't Throwing feel the end of it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't feel like it's an actual space. Um yeah. which is which is weird. Um I agree in terms of I think I was surprised by Matt's take on, on the pacing just because of the runtime, I think, not particularly to the pacing. But um, the, the I, I much prefer the first half of the film. Like everything in Tatooine, uh, Qui-Gon sort of walking around Tatooine trying to figure the place out, trying to, trying to solve the missing part from a spaceship, which isn't the most ex inherently exciting plot point, but it seems to be, for me, the most exciting bit. Because after the midpoint, after the pod race, you get, so much of the battle droid army, the trade federation mm. stuff, the gun, all the stuff in I'm Coruscant. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff after that. I kind of switch off until the Darth Maul fight and until the 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 the, the ship fight in the in space. But yeah. yeah, I agree. All the stuff with the Galactic Senate is like not the politics, basically. thrilling. Just the politics, spare, spare me the politics. Yeah, because they're not even real. <laughs> don't get that like that 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 doesn't make any sense like why would you make and he said these movies are obviously for kids he said that again and again these movies are all for 12 year old kids why do you put this whole plot about like the trade federation and it, it actually took me a little bit of 
putting together parts what the what Palpatine's plan here really is. It's really no, I have no idea. really <laughs> fucking complex. That's like, not yeah. that's not is it re- revealed yet that he's he's bad? Well, he he uh, his thing is he wants to get into power. Yeah. And he's somehow using the Trade Federation to get Amidala to a point where she's like I don't have any trust in this uh, in the galactic one. senate. All mm-hmm. you do is all you do is talk. I'm for a vote for no confidence. And I want a new, and then he can like slip in and be the, the person. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many variables there where that could go completely pear <laughs> shaped. Like it's the most <laughs> complex plan ever. <laughs> I kind of had this, yeah. I had the same thinking this time because it's like there's a, there's so many things that could change at any point yeah. where this would go wrong for him, and even. I didn't realize until this time um, about where he's he's newly appointed, but they speak about the two or three others who have been uh, like suggested or or put forward to be part or supreme leader or whatever. And I was like, Bail Organa. They could have been voted in. Yeah, they could have been. He didn't like exactly secure it. I kind weirdly, I kind of thought that this almost. Not needed, but I maybe for my own benefit. But I would love to see prequels to these because I would like to know. <laughs> not tell George that. <laughs> you should not, not have said that. <laughs> He's going to copy that straight in the scrapbook. <laughs> I want to see this. That's an intriguing thought. <laughs> because so I would say the whole. The I always whole, wanted to um, visualize an, an, an immaculate conception of a child only by use of metachlorians <laughs> dig in further to the trade federation but to be fair even, even even to that point right union disputes i don't know if it's if it's too much of a spoiler the whole the whole backstory of palpatine and and how luke uh, not luke how anakin came about we we know about the potential or with, with well, yeah. what's her name shmi <laughs> Shmi. Shmi. But it's like, it's, it, that's complex. And also, isn't as an adult, I'm like, I don't fully, like, uh, I think it was Luke who, who actually like broke it down for me once. But even then, I'm like, I still don't, I still, oh, not, what, the, well, Immaculate Conception says, stuff. Yeah. Do we get more into the, oh, yeah. do we get more she into the Immaculate that. Conception in the next two? No. Uh, I don't think so. No, well, never. We, I mean, there's the one com- conversation with at the opera. Remember between between right, Anakin yeah. and Palpatine. That's where right. most of it could is, be is pointed yeah. to. There's an opera where speculation is built. But in this but movie, what solid. what I hadn't gotten before was that I think Qui Gon actually suggests that he was conceived by midichlorians. Mm. Yeah. Like I I, yeah, I hadn't yeah. even like heard that before i just like i didn't know that they actually touched on it so he brought that weird midichlorians in, into that as well i just thought like immaculate conceptions the midichlorians are, are just like atoms right rather than beings this is what i was as like a, think of it like forest particles if you got up all the rice krispies and <laughs> part of them there is kind of the milk that you know penetrates us and as as uh, Griffin from Blank Pod says, they're a they're a, a rare blood disease, <laughs> which is very funny. 
if you think of the force like sickle cell anemia. Sure. Well, I was saying about the prequels, and the pre-prequels, if there was ever potentially to be. Yeah, some. We, we we want a spin-off about tariffs, George. <laughs> I wanna, <laughs> I, I, but we go in, into the second film, and this is this is going ahead a little bit. But he has his whole little like trade federation group people, or like they're all kind of like industrial people, right? He has mm. there's the droid army, there's the there's is all like other people that are part of his kind of opposing opposing the Jedi Council, like the, the other counterpart that Palpatine has put together. But oh, yeah, we, I just, I just never, like, you never see how he puts this together or why or where. And I feel like with the whole Jedi Council being like, oh, we'd obviously know if there's some Sith lords nearby, like we'd know what's mm. going on, but they don't. So I'm like. I've always kind of thought, uh, what's 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 happened prior to this, for it to be a whole big thing of the Sith Lords to come back. Yeah, the all we know to, is to that they've back. been they've been hiding for a millennia or something like that, right? Yeah, but now and why? Then why now? Maul is like, finally, we can reveal ourselves. <laughs> it's just those yeah. two. Well, I, th- I think the function of of the Jedi not realizing it's under their nose is why they're coming back now is because they've got the whole point of the prequels to, was to show the kind of what they call the dogmatic like uh, self-important view of the Jedi and to like balance the scales a little bit um, and so they didn't see well as we're going to see in the next couple of films they don't see it coming and that's their downfall I suppose mm-hmm. so I I've never they even been say really that here, clear. right? They even say that here. They're all about like, oh, it's also cloudy, and like, oh, maybe we didn't understand the prophecy correctly. They 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 already say that here with, yeah, you know, the, because the Sith comes completely out of the left field for them, or both of them, master and yeah. apprentice. So they already they're a little bit like, oh, I mean, and they're very stubborn about not training Anakin and stuff like that, right? They have to mm. push really hard to get them to train Anakin, so. I think they're trying to set up the Jedi's. I mean, it's a good, it's a good way to go if you think of it from the from if you'd already seen the originals and the Jedi made out to be these like gods and like you couldn't do no wrong and then you and then you go back and kind of give them a little bit of a checkered pass. I think that's a good, a, a good steer on how to flip the script a little bit and sh- show how someone as evil as Darth Vader could come up and the Emperor. Mm. But I I agree with you guys. I, I don't have a fucking clue what's going on with. And I, the thing is, I don't try to either because it's not for yeah. me impo- the important bit. And there's so much of the film focuses on trade routes, <laughs> you know, tariffs, fucking union disputes, and just like that, weird that, shit. That, that is it, isn't it? They talk about how they've they've put new tax on on the <laughs> on the trade routes or something like that, and they're like, "Well, we've got yeah. we've got I'm gonna fucking put a blockade in front of Naboo." That's then. in the crawl. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But it what I think that's come from, it stinks of reverse engineering. I don't know what you think, Matt, but that knowing the end goal, and this is my maybe a, a problem of doing it not not chronologically, is knowing the end goal of something and trying to fulfill that. Not motivated, but motivated by the result. So you've got you've got the first three films and you know that the Emperor has to be evil and you know Anakin's gonna become Darth Vader. What? To go back and reverse engineer <laughs> 
<laughs> I was gonna ask how much of the shit no, can we? Yeah, like, no, I know, I know that. What you fucking, you fucking got me there. <laughs> yeah, um, but but assuming that might happen, yeah, uh, it's. I think maybe a lot of it felt, this felt functional reeks to, of reverse engineering it. It, it felt it was it was fast paced, which was good, but it was for me it was extremely um, plotty and and functional. <laughs> it felt like yeah. it felt like they were just just kind of t- ticking things off. I, yeah. I I wish we could have stayed with um, what's what's Liam Neeson's name? Key Qui Gon Jinn. I I would have loved to just kind of got to know because you didn't really know. I didn't really know much about anyone. He knew a bit about Anakin, mm. his his mum, and he was sold as a slave and all that. I knew a bit about him, but everyone else was very seemed very functional and surfacey. Yeah. I mean, this is the start of a trilogy, so maybe well, hopefully, we'll learn more about um, like Obi Wan and stuff. But yeah, for me, it was a lot of a lot of things were glazed over. <laughs> Did we not learn about him? <laughs> I think we learned tons about him. To be absolutely honest. <laughs> Do we in the next two movies? Oh, not a lot. I like mean, it's, no. it's it's it's. Like I would I would have loved to. It's just not not do the the whole um the the jar like the jar jar the 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 war the having to re- mm. having to recruit those people from under under the water. If if that time could have been spent get getting to know the Jedi's more and their and the the apprenticeship apprentice role between the two jedis and so how big of it, it of a moment it was when he when he matey died and said you have to promise to train anakin like I, I saw what they were doing there but for me that didn't that didn't resonate too much because we hadn't they were just kind of walking around together they didn't they didn't they had a little bit of banter they, but they, for me they weren't particularly it would have been nice. Is that Obi Wan and Anakin or Qui Gon? Qui Gon. No, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, Qui Gon and Obi Wan. Yeah. Oh, and Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The two Jedi's. Yeah. So when that death moment also happened, it doesn't help if your banter is delivered so monotone. <laughs> so about that, it, you were right about one thing, Master. <laughs> that that what? The, the negotiations were short, <laughs> right? Right. So that that way of that way of speaking. Fucking hell. Is that you reckon that's why? Why do you think that's the case? Ah, here we go. Okay. The way the way everybody speaks. Well, I've I'll just quickly give you my take. I think that there's one conspiracy theory wacko kind of uh, explanation for it. We can get into that a bit later. I'll gloss over it. Um, but I think it's just mainly George being an awful director, really, yeah. which he's known to be. He's not an, he's not a people person. He's a concept guy. He's an ideas guy. He's a great world builder, but he's not a great mm-hmm. actor with. Oh, he's not a great director with actors. I don't know. Mm, what do you think? Yeah, same. Yeah, I think uh, exactly that. I think it, everything needs to be super functional, and I think Matt, you probably picked up on that, but it, he then like. I don't think he sees bigger picture things very well. There's there there there's something in the behind the scenes which I thought was quite interesting. You know, they did like tons of tons of reshoots obviously on this movie. Um but one of the things was when they are initially like getting out of um out of Naboo in the Queen's spaceship, there's Rick Ollier, the captain, and I don't know, he says something like oh there's 
they're they're shooting at us or or no it's he says like the hyperdrive has a le- um has as a leak or something like that and they're in the first version where they shot that his energy and everybody's energy in the cockpit did not match what was going on in the wider scene at all they were all super chill and super calm um but obviously when you see the scene they they just got shot r2 was just saved the day like all the little droids blew up they're finally escaping and then they're like saying they're like mm, the hyperdrive has a leg <laughs> and then they had to reshoot the whole thing and now well it, he's a shit actor as well he's in the the hyperdrive has <laughs> is leaking so he just did the whole thing a bit louder but i think george lucas that, that more that's that's got to be so like you need to understand the like the context of what the scene is and i think he was struggling with that a little bit especially in this movie probably to a degree as well because so much was stitched together there was quite a lot of cg it had never really been done before Mm. all the cg supervisors it's like the first time anybody had ever really done anything like this um so i think it was also an experience um but i don't I do think yeah. that, that some of the responsibility has to be on the actors, though. Like, even if you've got a shit director, a, a guy as experienced as, as um, Ewan should have, like, surely you can deliver lines, even just hitting your lines better, like your lines of dialogue better than that, mm. with a bit more feeling. It doesn't doesn't make sense unless George really directed him down from his original performance. It was like less, 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 less. Like, there's no way you can get to that. Mm. Uh, it's mm. just it was bizarre and and that's what hampered my enjoyment of this this time round was the performances Same. i'm fine i'm fine watching all the action i'm fine watching the plot play out but i just can't get past the the way they deliver the lines it's it's bizarre it's it's utterly so a lot a lot of the lines between anakin and padme are the ones that get me the most yeah which they're so <laughs> monotone spoilers Careful. Spoilers. Oh, no, I know. Go on. But when they're Go when on, they're, you can say. and she's kind of like is that Natalie Portman? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, yeah. Okay. They get together. But when right? they're on the ship and she's kind of like, "Oh, you're cold," and he's like, "Yeah, it's cold." Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's cold. I think that is that's poor jake lloyd i mean to be fair she is being a good child actor she's unfortunately she's 16 in this and he's what like six Mm. he's i think he's 10 or something like that okay um she's she's young as well she's 16 or 17 yeah yeah See, she she does okay i think i think the best bit of acting is her and the freaking the the market guy who flies annie I think he's the most like one of the most nuanced like performances in this whole thing. Yeah, his name he's, is Watto. Watto, and he's not even real. He's not even real. The, yeah. the voice actor. Well, that's the thing. I guess a lot of the a lot of the main characters in this are all pretty similar in the way that they are and what they deliver and what they bring to the story. It's the people outside of it that are the unique ones, like. Mm. Uh, the commentators and the pod racing or like mm. anyone around that who has like I suppose the Gungans to an extent but if you think Qui- Qui-Gon Obi-Wan Palpatine Padme like 
the ones we spend most of the time with, they're all pretty similar. And they're not, they don't, they just carry the story, like you said. It's the, it's the ones outside of that who bring the most amount of interest. Mm. Yeah. And I guess. I think Liam, Liam Neeson doesn't do it any favors either. Because because we don't have Obi Wan on the ground when when they're walking around Tatooine, Liam Neeson just seems so subdued and like almost sedated. It's like mm-hmm. he just there's. I think if they made if they kind of made him a bit more fallible on the on the ground, like he comes to life when he's in a battle because he's he's under threat. But other than that, he's walking around cool as a cucumber, mm. like not really having to deal with much. Even when Jar Jar's pissing around in the market, he just deals with it very chill. He's never sort of. I think that's down to the character, Luke. though. No. Yeah, I reckon that's a that's a Lucas thing, like because he's making he's them like stoics and. Quite gone. It's up to you to put him in a situation where yeah. that's challenged. Like you but could be a stoic character. I think that's why Obi Wan kind of or, or Ewan McGregor falls down the most because because Qui Gon's like the, you know, proper down the line kind of yeah. guy. Like he's follow the he you know he's by the book on everything, and he's like. He's trained by Yoda, is he? Um, so he's like on point with everything. But then, no, he's not trained by Yoda, actually. No, he's trained by... Count Dooku. Isn't he trained? Does, 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 trained- does that come to play in the second one? Yeah, he's trained by... Um, Count Dooku. What's his name? But I think he's, he, he, yeah, he, he's by the book. And that's where I think Obi-Wan should be the one uh, maybe a bit more naive or could like could be... The one like slipping up in places and or or being a bit more playful, but they're both pretty much the same. It's pretty much like Qui Gon setting Obi Wan straight the whole time, mm. but mm. Obi Wan's not really doing much wrong, kind of in the first place. He's they're they're both down the line the whole time, so there's not like there's no banter between them or anything like that. Like you said, it's that one line of mm. and right master mm. negotiations for sure. And it's and it's Qui Gon's um, such willingness to to go against the is it the Jedi Council in order to train Anakin? Doesn't he? He doesn't listen to him. Is that right? Yeah, he yeah. he kind of just decides to to train him. It'd be nice to know what, what like I get that he's got loads of of those M- Mandalorians, but, but Medi Medi. But it'd be it would be nice to know why. Mm. I don't know. I guess, I guess it's just down to not. Why he cares? Yeah, why he cares so much? Like why? Well, it's, or, or why, or why don't the he's other spent, ones? He's is is because he's probably spent this time down with Anakin, oh. you know, around the house. But that isn't and, played and up he's, for emotion at all. No. I think so no I think the the pod racing was meant to be something like that, where because he's he's the only human that can do it kind of thing mm-hmm. okay. that he and then Qui-Gon kind of witnessed that and he's like this guy's super special he needs to mm. <laughs> he needs to become a Jedi but his rea- mm. his reaction to make that connection is yeah not bad not bad I'll make a call <laughs> you know it's not like oh come here kid you did so well well done my boy mm. like it's yeah. just so so fucking I, um, stoic I really <laughs> it made me laugh this time where he so Shmi is a slave, right? Um, and Obi, like Qui-Gon just straight up says to her face, is like, you know, I really didn't come here to free slaves. Like, isn't that, <laughs> wouldn't that be the worst thing to say to a slave? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's 
but in, he makes he makes those kind of he makes those points quite a lot. He he says uh, when he goes back to Naboo with Amidala, he's like, I can't fight a war for you. I can only protect you. So he's mm. so like he he is like the prime example of a Jedi. So it's it's Bubble good point. Why 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 bother with Anakin? Like the whole Jedi Council has just said no. It, it would be more to his character from what we've seen to just be like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, and and it but, would be Obi Wan who, if he is, if he should be the apprentice that's ambitious and wants to go against the rules, it would be good mm. if he was the one that insisted on training um, Anakin. I'd like to know what. Oh, you mean that Qui Gon's kind of by the rules and and yeah, Obi Wan's? Yeah. That could have worked. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd like to know what the trials are to go from Padawan to Master. I don't know yeah. if well, you need to. Knows. Um, it's the iPad thing. You need to guess if it's a speeder or a cup. No, because that's that's just <laughs> that's cup. just training, right? That's just whether he can. I mean, from oh, that's the first test, yeah, right? When, that's that's yeah, theory. When, that's the theory test. I am ready to do the trials, Master. Mm. I am ready. Do we do we ever see Jedi trials? What is it? Oh, Where do they go? oh we don't see it in two or three. No it's monkey bars. Oh, sick. <laughs> Is it is it, it maths? I think it's just monkey bars. English science, <laughs> yeah. PE, uh, religious studies. Sorry, well, we I think it is that. actually a lot of religious studies because that's quite a big kind of thing with them getting to the right place with the force, knowing everything about the force, and why wouldn't because no, go on. Why wouldn't the Jedi Council? intrigued about the like the record number of mandaclorians um, midichlorians in in anakin they they were very blasé about it it seemed it's like mm. it's almost like the second coming like there's no one like him that's got this amount of forceness like i think i think well they are they're they're skeptical about training him because of that i think too, right? too powerful they, yeah too and too much fear Oh yeah, they did say about feels fear, the yeah. path to the dark side. They want to keep everything under control. They don't want the second coming, uh, like okay. taking over or yep. becoming too powerful. Yeah, okay. And they're bloody right. <laughs> I called it. I also found it really strange that apparently Master Yoda's midichlorian count is just common knowledge. Like, wouldn't that like that's like knowing your boss's IQ or something like that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't he want to keep that stuff kind of like? Hidden. Unless it's really high, because then it's super private. They give him like a bit of cred. Mystique, I've lost. <laughs> Very good. No mystique. Well, I, I guess. I guess it does. It gives him street cred. Jedi Temple cred. Yeah. So it gets him in the VIP rooms. Yeah. <laughs> What's your big lure, mate? Fifty-five. Fucking hell, get in there. Get, get in there, mate. What are you doing out there in the cold? Over twenty thousand. <laughs> what are you doing with this riffraff? <laughs> 55, 55 fucking thousand. <laughs> it's getting in. It's the same seat. Oh, for fuck's sake, I just paid 60 quid for that. 60 quid. Let's see for 40 or 60 then. 60 then. <laughs> David Power walks in. Anyway. Um, I just want to talk about Palpatine's plan some more. <laughs> you got, Go on. It's, it's got to the point I want to talk about extras and he wants to talk about, Matt wants to talk about Palpatine's plan. <laughs> <laughs> so... Someone said earlier that he, he behind the scenes, Palpatine got the entire army ready for this to happen. Is that right? He he planned the embargo. He, so embargo, no, he's, playing the, both, no. he's playing both sides. He's 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 kind of 
Oh, spoilers, mate. No, I, no, he turns into that guy. This is No, he's in. He's playing yeah. both sides. I he mean, turns to super evil, a big galactic empire. That'll be third movie. That is. <laughs> I've seen the. I think I've seen the meme as well. And I remember playing at, unlimited at, at, at uni playing beer pong once. Someone kept whispering, "Do it," and I never knew what it meant. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I since, since Googled it and yeah. Do it. Um, okay, <laughs> he's, so he's, he's no, playing so he's, both sides. But not, I don't mean uh, in terms of the force. I mean, he's, he's, he's duping the Trade Federation to, to act in a certain way uh-huh. so then, then, then he can get himself into power and be like, oh, yeah, what they're doing is so wrong. Like, oh, yeah, I totally shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he can he can he can play play the fiddle the other side. He can be to, elected. Make the other guy out to be not powerful. Get yeah, get himself into. But, but, uh, but the land and army. Who who owns that army? Trade Federation. The, the Trade Federation. We're there. Those guys. And I own, didn't start it. George did. <laughs> those guys own the army. <laughs> but okay. the Chinese yeah. guys. Illegal. The, the Japanese guys. <laughs> Made, yeah, they only are. Okay. Is that illegal? <laughs> yeah. Is that illegal? Hey, which is like <laughs> Trade Federation. <laughs> why do, why do they even have? <laughs> Again, this is just impressions of what actually is in the movie. It's not personal opinion on that. <laughs> I, always, I, I, I find, I feel like the Trade Federation are like uh, East India Trading Company. Um. I of, don't of, know what that of, means. Of, of Britain, right? Of Britain, yeah. yeah. There you go. Matt will get that. Yeah, they they went Matt to they it. turned India into a corporation, right? Yeah, so, and owned it, and yeah, right. But I didn't I like how, their, I didn't like how they function though. Yeah, I didn't like how they trotted them off at the end. Like, oh, you scallywags! Like they they were like dodgy old men. <laughs> they just tried like yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. everything up, and they were just like, oh, see you in a see you in a bit killed tons of people yeah. in, in feed and then they're just like it had to be like oh you guess you can say goodbye to your trade thing yeah <laughs> so it's like yeah, a, it was a slap on the wrist i didn't i didn't get that bit they should they should have been like executed behe- beheaded in the street yeah but, yeah do they come back not really yeah. they're 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 like sometimes oh, no, there. they are actually the race is there but in Mustafar, right? Yeah, in Mustafar. Yeah, they but they're just part of the they're just part of the separatists. But I was I was unsure because Anakin, how much you have glowing? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> glowing! <laughs> oh no. Um. So what I was like, do we? Because you know, in the in the big Senate. There's the 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 honorable delegate of the trade federation who wants them to send a somebody to um to 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 Naboo to see if this is actually going on. So is Newt Gunray doing this behind his boss's back? Like this is what I didn't really understand Wait. because why would otherwise why would they be pushing for anything? Like, Wait, is who who doing who doing what? I, I oh, sorry. I get they wanted someone to sorry, go nude gunray is the nude nude a nude gunray <laughs> a viceroy right? That's the other one. Yeah. Oh, so one of the guys, exactly. one of the one of the 
Numodians. Yeah. 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 They're Numodians. Numodian yeah. Japs. Yep. They they wanted they didn't want they're cowardly jelly people. Yeah. One of yeah. the one so, of so, the Olsen twins. <laughs> They they weren't happy that they, they weren't happy that they wanted to send someone there to prove it. They found it an insult. Sorry, what, what um, was your no? Because they're, they're trying to no, le- I, I they're trying to unsure. legalize what they're doing, right? They they well, they they know what they're doing is wrong, but they're trying to force through extortion right. um, Amidala to sign the treaty to say they've they've made new trade deals to allow them to do whatever dealings they're doing and to say that their occupation yes. is legal okay yeah but amidala's there telling the entire senate that they've invaded yep and like you know i mean that that's the part that i didn't understand i got the whole thing that they were trying to like force her to sign a committee so i was wondering did the people who are actually in on naboo that part of the trade federation are they doing it behind the their senators back because i don't i'm not sure that the guy in the senate is actually aware of what's going on this is not interesting at all I'm no sorry. i'm trying to Which i'm one? trying to figure out Which what you guy? mean so are you saying that there was one of one of the people in the who belonged to the oh, sorry i forgot them again the pneumodians they they've went behind the official party lines back to try and secretly invade it's, that's what okay, I okay. So it's not just a blockade. Officially, it's a blockade to the Nymodians, but then additional, they went behind their back to invade. I'm I'm unsure oh. of this because they're no, because they're um their delegate in the Senate is like that's not true. This none of this is true. Send oh, see, like I thought some, he was lying, and I thought send someone was a bluff. But then that's like such a eat like yeah. it's such a bad lie yeah. because. It's so easy to prove that. Yeah. <laughs> also, the queen from that planet is there. I was, yeah, why I was, would she lie about that? Yeah. How, how, exactly. how what has she got to gain? Yeah, how did they get away with not sending someone there to, to check again? Is it we don't have time? She goes for... Because it, it was supposedly going to take longer to send someone out to Naboo, check what's going on. Uh, oh. And apparently to Palpatine, it was quicker to go for... Uh, Vote of no confidence. Oh right, yeah, um, that's it. then have everyone pick their best matey to yep. be uh, top guy. One of them, one out of four, is it? Mm-hmm. Is Palpatine? Miraculously, he's voted in. Um, <laughs> Don't know that yet. And, uh, um, but also yeah. the Jedi—that's that's the Jedi's official role in the beginning. They're ambassadors from the Senate mm-hmm. to check what's going on with the embargo. On the on the battleship, mm-hmm. right? Because they're checking, and like you know, a, a, <laughs> so a reason for a plot point seems, to not happen is never good. Seems if like... it's it's gonna take too long. <laughs> it's, it's, it just seems it will be very easy to prove that there is an invasion. That's what I don't get with the when it when it was like br- they blew up the transport ship in, like in the first <laughs> five minutes. Like they're like, coming in when, <laughs> right there when because. Because the N- send pick Naboo Naboo has all the all the tech to to go in space and all this stuff, and then and then they were and then at like at the click of a finger there was like a land invasion, and and like they would see like mm. like a, like America can can see like where the or tarmac is hot in Russia from where a plane's taken off, like a, a, a civilization like that would be able to see that there's currently a warship in our atmosphere with a shit ton of 
like droid someone or whatever. And I just didn't get that. Oh, they've landed. Oh, fuck. There is there. Yeah, the, re- the resistance Naboo was are meant soft, to be. Like, Sorry. I said the the Naboo re- resistance was pretty soft to the landing. Mm. Well, like Panaka says it eight times. We don't have an army. He says it all yeah, the time. Got, Every they, time they he speaks, he's like, they? "We don't have they an army." They got the coolest ships out of yeah, the yellow, the yellow ships. The yellow those, ones. They? They're yeah. like classic. We don't have an army. They're like the classic cars. <laughs> you have to say it eight times, Nick. I'm just going to get a takeaway. By the way, we don't have an army. Why don't they have an army? Well, they, I mean, there's a difference between a couple. Of, it's like like Luxembourg, right? Like they'll have a couple of guards and a couple of uh, police cars, but they don't have an army. Yeah, they have to rely on. A, yeah, okay, that they have their trade with other they're, countries I to think protect them. They're they're meant to be like this shining civilization full of Luxembourg is actually a great. <laughs> great analogy for Naboo. Naboo is Luxembourg. So much money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they, the, the whole planet just makes silver. Everything they they build is made of silver. Like the yeah. queen. We have that in gold. Yeah, do another one across the road in gold. Silver, marble, marble. Um, but yeah, so I, I think they don't have the 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 technology like other star systems have. But then they they do have they spaceships. Have spaceships mate. Like they can see a, a, an army approaching their atmosphere and get in contact. Okay. I mean, Listen, yeah. the, there is a bit this, of a plot hole there. I this guess. like whole conversation should not take place about Star Wars. Like, if he just, I don't get it. It's it's so crazy. Is I, I, I find this film quite boring just because of the subject matter of most of what's going on, and that should just not be the case in a massive like kids franchise. I just don't know how it ended mm. up like this, mm. and he just got too bogged down in what he thought was really, you know. He obviously Do you think really it's profound about pol- politics? Yeah, but was it also him trying to bring all these different stories? Th- like because he needs to show that the Darth Sidious is or Palpatine starts being evil, and right. then he needs like he needs to develop all these different strands. Like it's three or four different kind of story strands that need to be developed so that he but, can end up where he needs to be ending up. But if you think about the main, the main like uh, internal conflicts or emotional conflicts mm. you've got palpatine going bad um that could be done within the jedi council quite easily with maybe corrupt people it doesn't need a trade federation from another planet you know yeah. mm. um i know that brings a war into it but just for the sake of that i'm not sure that's worth it the and then but the, the biggest part is you've got this young boy who's being stripped him. away from his mother like who's a single parent maybe from an immaculate conception and that seems to be the the main heart of it if you kept it to rumblings happening in the jedi with this new threat which is under their nose but they're not really sure what it is palpatine and then this young boy being plucked from a from obscurity to be as matt puts it the second coming of fucking you know whatever there's a moment where yeah. you well the thing is that he wants to sell billions of toys as well and like all the all the army stuff that's that's toys mm. and shit i think that is actually a big tacky shit part yeah. of it yeah shouldn't be shouldn't be but that's 100 part of it there was there was a line when you and you and referred to anakin as pathetic life form does anyone remember that line yes yeah. What is? It seems you brought another pathetic life form on board. <laughs> is that Yoda? Is that like, like a, but, so. but, he, but he knows he's special. He know this is after the the, the Mandalorian count, whatever. 
Mandalorian. Mandalorian. No, that's not even it. Medicare. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's true. Because yeah, he does after, the whole. Yeah, it's after that that he calls still calls even them more pathetic, than Yoda has pathetic life form. I didn't. I really didn't get that at all. Like he knows he's special. Yep, <laughs> it's true. I don't know, but isn't he already kind of on the fence about him there? I don't think this is like before he's even got back to yeah to the the planet to, does, the city planet. It does seem like the route with Anakin is quite clearly, and it's it's easy to say this in hindsight um, after what happens, but it seems that this is quite clearly not the right route to take with Anakin. Um, You're right, with him being having more Metachlorians than Yoda, who what they consider to be the most powerful Jedi of all. For them not to be like, oh fuck, this here's our guy, but to like instantly kind of bat him away and be all like, mm. it would make sense to be like, right, right, he's, this is the guy. We he could be better than Yoda. Let's show him the right way of the Force. We'll train him up how we should do things, um, and maybe he will fulfill the prophecy, yeah. uh, which Think is never life, spoken about. Do Siths have midichlorians? Well, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. If it's the life force of, of, well, see, this is very controversial. Midichlorians in itself is very controversial. This is what all the purists hate about the prequels as well, is that it shouldn't be, it shouldn't come down to a, a, a cell count. Yeah. Like in your blood. It should be, it should like be, the it should whole be spiritual. Like that. It should be like yeah, a, yeah, the yeah. whole point. The whole point of the force is that it's a bit of a religion and that if you if you tap into it, you can feel it. If mm. not, then bully for you. It's like but belief instead of kind of <laughs> so, yeah. your white blood cell so, count. Now it kind of, of comes down to like you're either born with it or you're born without right. it. Mm. Which is not... becomes much less of a profound thing because it's then it's not democratized. It's yeah, like you could like royal royal blood. One day you could just like in, yeah. inject it or something. You can like yeah, and you can also never never <laughs> learn it. Like you couldn't understand mm. the force otherwise yeah. at all. That's so that's that, a that's a major change. That pissed off a lot. Yeah, of I can imagine that's a really yeah. really big change. That would annoy me a lot. And I, th- I think it does make a difference if you have if you have seen the originals and then went to see this. I now. I sort of understand why Nick's dad refused to take him to the next two because it was like mid of fucking glorians. Well, <laughs> what? Yeah, and Jar Jar, he absolutely hated Jar Jar. That so that brings us on to another thing. I mean, let's get into Jar Jar down so the plot stuff for hours. Yeah. So yeah, let's, let's, let's do some performance stuff, and then okay. you know we can talk about actual the, the craft of this. But yeah, uh, Jar Jar. So people people right, hated, hated the, things ever. Yeah. So it's hated because it what it's it's needless. It's I guess just made made a bit of a mockery of things. Um yeah. was so shamefully an obvious comic relief plug in. Yeah. I think that was was another thing. I think the voice just being a little bit annoying was was a, a major thing. Hmm. There's lots of things that he was meant to be like racist or not meant I mean, to be, but I mean there's there's a lot of that in this whole thing as as a as a whole uh a lot of racist yeah. stereotypes we've got Watto, which is supposed to be like an anti-semitic thing 
Oh, is that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Ah, so yeah. I mean, if you if for the for the untrained eye, let's go through these. (laughs) Wait, can I guess? Let's play guess. Yeah, let's let's go. Oh no! Let's go. This is the worst (laughs) game. The the locals. Exactly, but he calls them primitive. Right, which is like willing to do anything. Kind of fucked up. Mm. Uh, I th- yeah, George Lucas is, by the way, obsessed with the Vietnam War. Really? Yeah. He's absolutely obsessed with it. He knows what wow. he was supposed to do, Apocalypse Now. Holy shit. Yeah. Loved do you know it. Steven Spielberg was uh, on, the, on the, one of the names to direct this? Yeah. These movies. Like, he didn't actually want to direct them himself. Mm. And he asked Ron Howard, Robert Zemeckis, and Steven Spielberg, and they wow, all really? passed. Yeah. I didn't know about Zemeckis and Howard. They would have been good chaps. Yeah. Would have been different. Yeah, very. But he probably would have still written the story. It depends on yeah, how much control. He's got so much control. control he had. The, the, and the real problem is the writing, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I think he also really sticks to the dialogue. And the way he writes is clumsy. He, it doesn't, his dialogue isn't nice at all. He uses like similar words in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. Like he'll use help in the sentence. I don't know. I, like, I think, I think a better director oof. with the actors though could have done, made a massive dent in this, like to make it mm. better because it's, it is an enjoyable film to watch regardless of all of the trade federation stuff. And yeah. I think even if the dialogue was delivered better, and there was more emotion injected into the script, um, you know. Mm. That I think it would have been a, a more a much improved film to me. Yeah, for example, just the scene where where Anakin leaves him his mother, like that should be a really emotional scene, but it just happens really quick. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, and it's it just like it's over, and you want to. That's a scene where you want to kind of get invested, and you want to be like, "Oh, this is hard." Like the kid is leaving everything he knows behind to go with these with these strangers and in the commentary he says like oh yeah like i said and then there's three three scenes with with his mom falling straight away and i was like as almost he was contemplating if this was too much in oh, in the scene right. because he was already he was already showing so much with him and his mom uh, it's getting it's way like, too emotional <laughs> i almost can't handle it myself <laughs> So the le- the level yeah. of control that he had is that comparable to Peter Jackson? In I'd say it's more so. So okay. Oh yeah, way yeah, more. Way way more because there's so many because as well, isn't it? there's no yeah, there's no true. source material either. Yeah. Oh, like okay, he's yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. his idea. It's, it's his it's writing. His own world. It's his he can do anything. World, yeah. yeah, yeah, and the people that the people that he surrounds himself with are just huge. George Lucas and Star Wars fans, and like, I can't help. There's can't no, help. like, in some instances, there's no influence from from anywhere else. To those behind the scenes, fresh ideas were, were crazy when it was like they went through like three dozen iterations of of craft sketches for hundreds of different um, vehicles. <clears throat> And just like the amount, yeah. and, and to be passed by him personally, like, well, in that respect, that is close to Peter Jackson. Yeah, because old PJ mm. would go around with his stamp. But 
It's like, as you Boromir's big. Yeah, as you say, with that level of control, he that's time on his part to do that in, in every every stage. If he if he had half a year spare to to I don't know if the script's an issue to workshop the script rather than insist on. Mm-hmm. I know I know it's like his it's his thing, but rather than being shown like a picture of like a costume and like having seen every single one and going oh yeah this has to be this this has to be this this has to be this just spend mm, yeah. if the script isn't up to i guess he thought the script was good but if it isn't up to par then just spend a bit more time on that and kind of but i guess it's still but, delivery as well it's like it's still something that's at that point he's signed off on pretty much everything hmm. it's still to be sat in front of some of these lines and not yeah. to think actually you know, we could maybe we can rework this or do this better there and then mm. Luke did he did he write all the the original trilogy was that completely written or did he have a writer on there I know no, he had that, a, a different producer that that was him that was all, that him. Was all him as well all him and obviously what helped because uh, people say, oh, if he's such a bad director, how come A New Hope was shit? It wasn't shit. And uh, I think, you know, maybe a bit of beginner's luck. Also, the the actors there, I think, didn't respect him as much as he had the respect of everyone here. So st- guys like you and McGregor wouldn't dare put a foot wrong if he said, do it this way. Oh, Whereas true. back in yeah. the day, the yeah. Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill thought this whole thing was a complete joke and so did the whole cast they were just having fun on set taking the mick out of him Mm. he was scared to talk to them he'd like hide behind the camera and just like sort of shout into the room like faster and more intense is the classic thing they would (laughs) honestly just they would just just bully him on set and i think they since they took control of their own characters they were able to play whatever dialogue they had mm. you know they probably all spoke with each other like oh how are we going to do this scene that'll be yeah, yeah yeah and they had alec they had alec guinness who from what i understand almost was like a uh a, a, a replacement director because he had so much experience in the industry he was like mm. this, you know bona fide wow. so actor. it's his own success that kind of made his yeah wow but then on empire and return of the jedi he had different directors and that's probably yeah. why by the time success had got to him and the respected being garnered, he then passed on to, you know, his his old directing teacher from film school and then someone else did, did six, I think. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Should we get to stuff that's we crazy. liked about it? Because let's go. A lot of, uh, the two things that I think about the most for these not these films, but this film specifically, being that the world around them is actually fucking huge, and it feels like it's huge. And I always love the fact in these films that, at like any stage, there's always like a little bit of something that you wouldn't expect or to be there or. I don't know, it wasn't necessarily part of the plot, but was in there anyway. I.e. being in the Gungan City, getting the um, little ship submarine thing and the and the fish down there. And it doesn't really pose too much of a threat to them, but like them being there adds so much to 
the world around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think it just uh, it just sells it so so much more. Right, whilst it is they are hitting their pivotal moments, it is their like things are just the story's just been like carried on by certain yeah. points. Oh, it's, it's just filled. There's a lot of kind of like fillers, which I love about this. It keeps me going. I think that's I think that's the part of the pacing maybe. Was that I don't I don't really ever really feel like there's like downtime that is proper downtime. Yeah. Yeah, I felt the same. Hmm. Yeah. That's true. I mean for me, obviously the 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 bits I really, really actually love in this is obviously the pod racing scene. I think that holds up so well. And I actually think that is really, really well directed as a set piece. Mm-hmm. It's tense. It's the sound design is incredible. Um, it kind of keeps me entertained, and it's it's a fairly long scene. I think it's like nine minutes or something like that. And the fact that we get to see three laps around, and there's progression within each of those laps, I really, really love the pod race scene. And I think the design of them is very, very cool. Like they're reminiscent of airplane engines, but then like there's the way they work. I love the way when his pod racer breaks down, you can really kind of understand what he needs to do to get it going again. Like he'll plug the thing. It's like a jump starter and he like jump starts it again. And then it's like and and we're off. And like the way it's edited so well as well. Like the, the, you know, when he like power and then it like just, it feels so kinetic and energetic. And uh, I think it's an absolutely incredible segment. Those POV shots. Mm. (sighs) Crazy. So good. And I suppose it's, we say, but he might necessarily be a people person, but he, he does create tension through physical actions very well. And mm. really, like you said, like with something going wrong with his pod racer, and there's 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 so many close-ups of little niche things that Anakin has to do to flip this switch, plug it into here, like you get the little shot of the screen. So good. And it's kind of I thought this kind of same with um with the battle at the end with all three Jedi's and the the, the red closing things. Mm. Oh, and they just that. they don't mm. necessarily make tick, tick, sense. Tick, tick, tick. There's no reason for them to really be there, but <laughs> Yeah. Just, just to create this tension, and like, and it's just that even the, the meditation and that that short pause of them like waiting, and you you know like, oh, everyone's gonna get to the end, and when he stops, and you know that like Qui Gon's gonna die, and it's just that like build up of the finale of Qui Gon, mm. but the, the but the fact that he's 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 forcing this character to watch his like basically father figure to watch him die in front of him it could have like yeah. it could have just been in any other way but to allow these kind of physical moments within the film yeah like, like the world the around same. them yeah and it's the same with the pod racing like there has to be these physical interactions that the characters has whilst they're not delivering their lines that well or the lines themselves aren't that great at least 
he has got a, a, a vision or a concept of what physically yeah. they need to do to get to a certain stage. I mean, that's what he's really, really good at, I think, no? Like Which, building I, worlds and everything. Mm, the only thing the only thing that annoys me, and I think in terms of physical or physicality, uh, that irritates me the most, I don't know if anyone can uh, agree with me here. The Gungan shield. This is probably, I may, might be one of my dislikes. I'm getting ahead of myself here. The Gungan shield. The big one. The big one. They just, mm-hmm. they just walk through it. The droids. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's like their... That's like their... It's like a gun shield. That, oh, just against the... Why, how, can it, the how, how can the shield decide that it can stop? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because it's metal weaponry, as well, isn't it? But it can't, but it's it the can't same, stop droids. It's the same logic with the bubbles that they have underwater as well. Like, it keeps the water out, but you can walk through. It's... Uh, it's, uh, it's fucking uh, magic. Uh, it's... <laughs> Well, no, according to him, it's it's all about biology versus physics. This is what the movie's about. It's about biology versus physics, which doesn't make sense. That sense makes no sense. <laughs> but that is biology. It's organic. Is that what he says? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Because that, that, I don't think he's tried to set the theme. Because in the originals, the theme was uh, technology versus religion, old versus new. And it really works. Right. If you break down yeah. every scene in the original... That theme, like what we talk about all the time, Matt, like yeah. setting a theme of philosophical conflict and going one for one in scenes, it fucking works. He's obviously tried to do that here and it's got, got a bit lost on us, unfortunately. But he also says the theme is, um, oh, uh, sim- like symbiosis. Oh, like, right? Oh, two like, things need each other. It's like the other. thing with two yeah, things yeah. needing each other, having to exist with each other. It's the Naboo and the Medichlorians and. Mm. Um, that's a big old theme for him as well after in this movie. Yeah. But yeah, the end fight is is incredible. I fucking love the end fight. Mm. The music in the end fight mm. is something that's uh, that's otherworldly to me. Like I'd, so I don't know this film good. well, but that that music I like listen to a lot and the chorus yeah. like I got I got weather report on the on the BTS. Do you know? Do you know the little pause as John yeah. Williams was there, and we hadn't heard any yeah. of the chorus yet. We just heard the instrumental, and then he just goes like that, and then just goes. Dun. Wow! I just, that's I just remembered. Um, so good. I just remembered maybe the nerdiest experience I've had with Star Wars, um, which is at the O2 Arena in London. Um, I went to a live performance of no Phantom way. Menace that's, oh, that's with, with full orchestra. Wow. Uh, and it was incredible. I, yeah, I would love to do that. There was, I was like, there were moments where I was like, I, I don't I think I, maybe I was like 15. <laughs> but I was I like... Was when you had a violin and you were on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't remember how you got there. <laughs> I was even like I was nearly close to tears mm. being there. Yeah, the whole the whole music is written so well, and there's so much music in it. There's hardly any scenes where there's where there's not any kind of like little little orchestral mm. score. It probably comes you know, comes to the pacing as well. 
yeah. just carries you. The music actually, now you say it, I noticed on the first, uh, what is it? How many laps of the thing is there? Three. Three. So on the first two laps, there's no music. It breaks you in um, yeah. just sound effects and you really get a feel for how the, how the engines sound, which are incredible. And then in the last, it's only when Anakin has the conflict where he has the missing part go loose is when the score right. just, just fades in. A bit of oh, that's right. There's score. like a doo doo. Yeah, there's like a tense, tense score. I really like that how they how they restrained the score for the first whole two laps and just relied purely yeah. on the fucking engine sound. And there's something there's something so rhythmic about that and the way it's cut. It becomes its own. It becomes mm. its own music. Yeah. So Bulba's yeah. engine sounds so sick. Yeah. Yeah. Alternator. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, who knows how how what's his name Ben Burr? Is that Ben yes, Burr? Yes, fucking that the genius. Sound designer. I mean, I say unsung he, hero, but I mean he's quite famous now. But yeah, he's the guy. But he, the sounds he finds and then manipulate to make like yeah. I think the things you wouldn't really recognize yeah. anything from from it's, just that. Crazy. So the, the pod he manipulates them and has a vision, and like he can hear it. The, when spread. they're all together, like racing, they, it's, it's Formula One cars, right? Yeah, I think it's slightly that's, modified. There's Formula One. Yeah, that's on the drive-by kind of white yeah. shot, isn't it? Because it, like uh, it, it sounds like it. It does like the the point of it reminding me of Formula One cars. Like it, uh, I feel, I feel of like a speed. It reminds me of speed and mm. pace. And to, to like to, to relate that sound to something in front of me, which is racing and, and pace and speed, yeah. it doesn't yeah. like, it doesn't falter. It doesn't, if anything, it adds to it. Apparently, that was George Lucas' idea Fuck. to be like, no, because yeah, Ben Burt <laughs> was Ben Burt was going to be Formula One, and I don't like Formula One. <laughs> no, he said um, Ben Burt wanted to go to like airplane noises propeller noises all that kind of stuff and george lucas says mm, why don't you try some cars so he went for like all the different kinds of cars formula one motorcycles actually um uh Sebulba's racer is an idling an idling boat motor mm. now you see Which now, now you when you know it, that it's like yeah. it's like oh yeah do, 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 do. of course it is but the way it's used there, it's so menacing, especially when it's right behind Anakin. Yeah, and you right. just have that in the back of your ears. And Anakin's like, bloody, it's dried up my ass. <laughs> it's 30, Danny. God, I love that scene. Yeah. Anyway, should we do Trio of Life? Let's do Trio of Life. Side. Right. Um, you um, said, I'll go. Go on in. You go. I can go. Um, the salt they use for the waterfall um, in the Nabu wide shot. So the <laughs> the practical effect they used to repli- to to replicate a waterfall was apparently dro- uh, dripping salt. Uh, right. Try and find the frame. Well, There's a big wide shot of Naboo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the first one where we see Theed and we see the palace. Yeah, I can't find it now. But essentially, it's got a waterfall in it, 
and yeah, I watched, that's waterfalls in the background. Yeah, and I watched the breakdown of these guys. Actually, didn't we watch this together? But I watched a breakdown of these guys on YouTube who break down CG from major films and say how they did it. Um, and apparently, it's a salt. Like it's just dropping oh, salt, sick. which is genius. Like, like really fine, yeah, fine salt uh, to replicate the water because it was easier to do it that way. And yeah. that's that's maybe the stuff that the the next two films lack a little bit is that that ingenious sort of practical effects approach to it. Even though the rest of the buildings look CG as shit. Even even some of the but there there's lots of miniatures there. Just, do you well. know the pod racing? Even when they crash. So like when Sebulba crashes, that miniature. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of those crashes are, 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 are real crashes, aren't they? But is it miniatures yeah. or is yeah. it like how have they done that? I mean, there's, there's, they, they did miniatures, they did full size models, but those were I was just standing. But they, yeah, they blew up, they blew up miniatures and stuff like that. Well, they say that in the behind the scenes because they were so sad to see these beautiful little miniatures kept. Blown it adds up. so much though. Because if it you does. if you see if you see a shitty you know, CG explosion or something like that, like you're instantly removed. Yeah. But even you know when, when Sabalba crashes and you see see these pod racer glide across the sand and you see it like it's so good. <laughs> I noticed that this time actually that was one of my favourite effects because you could Poodle. it's it's technically quite it's quite simple if you just had a plate of them dropping that thing you know five feet off the ground onto the ground you could do it but it's yeah they blend it into the the whole effect and it looks mm-hmm. great and there's the the one where it crashes and it spins also another thing that pod racer doesn't make any sense to me like. because there's that one where it's a circle he's in a circle donut yeah. but then he's like leading out but he crashes later on yeah but it's just like a yeah, but it's like I know who you mean. He's, he, he's got he's got, like a, he's got a donut around him, and, it, yeah. and he, there's a moment where he crashes into. Anything. Oh, you mean it's this like stupid design because he can't see. Yeah, what's what he, what, yeah. What's, what's he looking at? <laughs> Just annoyed me. But then when he crashes later on, he's like the uh, tire flip. You know what it's made for is mm-hmm. is the the commentators. If they rode that, it'd be perfect. <laughs> Luke, what was the story with? Never mind. Isn't there? <laughs> no, no, no. Isn't there one of the? <laughs> isn't there? There's somebody. Oh, who's... the commentators. I get it now. The actual cases. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but isn't there the? Who's the person with the the red long hair who's in it for like one second uh, and became this? See, I love shit like this. Is when they have like. <laughs> A side character that they just pointed to, and they look so like, you know, they're like renegades just kind of hanging about, and you only cut to them for a frame or shit. See, those are the types of characters that make up the Star Wars world in my mind, because they put that frame yeah. in, right? And then dorks write fan fiction about it, <laughs> make fan films about it. There's comics w- which will like break down this character, they'll have a whole backstory, yeah. and it just takes on a life of its own, and that's what's so great about. What She's just fixed. in it for a few frames. Yeah, no? but that was what was great yeah. about the expanded universe when that was like, you know, considered by fans canon until it was like dismissed. But there were so many books that weren't even official Star Wars books that people just wrote about these side characters, about this, you know, chick with the red hair with a gun. It just looks so cool. Like she's just standing on the top of a cliff and then cut away and you go, oh, I wonder what that was. Do you think that's like fairly unique to the Star Wars universe or is it like 
I only ever hear that from Star Wars. I don't know, like, I, be, I bet Lord of the Rings has that as well, but it just seems like but again, there's people... source material there. True. Like, this yeah. is, you know, a world that has come to life on the screen, and yeah. when you put stuff like that in, which you can at any point, same with The Mandalorian, like, with however many mm. years later and you can still just create new shit and people go oh fuck that's really cool i didn't know about that yeah well it's because it didn't exist like someone just made it up <laughs> the screen and now it takes on life its own now people are going to write do you know what i mean it's just such a snowball thing but it has to become such a scaled like success first but that's so happy right like now it's cool. it's cool shit it's cool shit yeah that's amazing yeah, yeah. Um, that is the longest. That is the longest <laughs> like on a trio we've ever had. <laughs> and it started. Wait, didn't it start with waterfalls? Or what Jack, did fucking you waterfalls. Oh, that was mine. Okay, uh, I'll take two for that. My well, my first, my first is a is, is pod racing as a whole. It's just sick. Yeah. Has anybody seen the <laughs> the except? Well unsung hero i mean we all bonded over this character right yes. so there's 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 an extended oh wait a second there's um there's an extended scene where they introduce more characters in the uh, i think you know when they introduce i think i like, watched oh, this because oh, I, I watched it on that. disney plus yeah that would be the new one uh yeah, possible. There's one there was, in the introduction, right? There's one more. Just before the alligator guy. He's the guy that he drives into the... I mean, <laughs> he's literally in it for two frames and they're both blurry. Yeah, I can't make out who I'm looking at. But he drives into the... He's, he's the one that explodes in the cave. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> but anyway, in this in this... In this uh, you know extended opening scene there's this whole bit how his family is there no. and it's fucking sad like <laughs> and the, the commentators <laughs> the commentators are about. like <laughs> the commentators are like um oh and it yeah she just like left the hospital and she's like holding this <laughs> newborn baby and then the poor dude blows up oh <laughs> you should have left that in and that was one weird thing about it's, this it looks really shit it's like horrendously animated it's good that they took it out but if they would have made it, you know, obviously that was like a previs kind of thing. Yeah. There's a lot of indifference I found. Like even like the who the raiders called? The um Tuscan Tuscan raiders. raiders. The fact that they're just there, like just pop shotting at people driving. Oh, I love and it. it's just a thing about the race that happens. <laughs> like it's like yeah. it's scary. Yeah. It's a fucking lava. Yeah, and they're place. just like yeah. cheering. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And they almost like they almost hit Anakin twice. Yeah, little boy, an <laughs> <laughs> eight-year-old boy in the head. Also, the fact that Sebulba, uh, Sebulba goes up to Anakin and literally talks like, "You're not gonna make it out of this next race," and he's like, "He's eight or something." Yes. Oh, Sabotages amazing. his pod racer, okay. he's committing murder, attempting murder to an eight-year-old. Yeah. Well, uh, let's move through half ten. <laughs> Um, okay. Oh, my first one is, uh, I like, it's very satisfying when Qui-Gon cuts through the door with the lightsaber. It goes through mm. so fucking smooth and it it gives this, this weapon 
a new, like a higher mm. level of strength. Mm -hmm. It's like butter through blast door. <laughs> <laughs> Would get really hot. He doesn't care that it's really hot. Like, but he's his hand is like next to melting metal. Um, first, like I like the Sky Sports Premier League Darth Maul walk to camera and folded arms. Ah, lovely. <laughs> that is sick. Sky Sports as shit. When's that? Yeah, but, oh in, my in, god, in, that's so good. Darth in hologram Maul. form. Oh, yeah. That is brilliant. <laughs> and new in at centre back this week, Darth Maul. He had a uh, good academy predigree at QPR. Was on loan for Swansea for two years and has come back to you. WFC. Yeah. Um, I'll go the f the face off at the the red barriers. Just how Maul is embodying the the Sith with the sort of prowling in their state as they are, the sort of prowling back and forth like a dormant beast. And then you have Obi Wan embodying the, the the Jedi with basically meditating just before his final battle which is really cool that's sick yeah um mine's mine's it's kind of a it's a it's a like but there's a dark side to it dare oh. I say dare <laughs> I say clouded it is <laughs> um the Darth Maul entrance um in Naboo coming through those doors mm. just I am you know imagine prior to that him him being like oh where should I put myself? <laughs> should I stand here? Should I stand off center? I'll, I'll stand. I'm sure if it was off center, that'd be fucking <laughs> weird. Left third. I stand like, in the middle. Oh. Then, then, then he imagine he's stood there like, no, head down, head down, <laughs> head down. I'll do head down, head down, head down, and hood up. <laughs> it's a scene behind then, you, no? Yeah. But then, but just the, the audacity of it, the um. The, the heightened yeah. uh, energy that he has. The, uh, yeah. uh, the score kicks in there as well. Yeah. Entrance. And yeah. Yeah. everybody just immediately backs yeah. off. The audacity, the audacity of him to just be there waiting and ready. And the, and the annoyance I have of this, um, which is Qui-Gon and well, Qui-Gon being like, yeah, we'll handle it. But I was like, there's about mm -hmm. 40 people there Two, two of you are Jedi's. The rest are all got blasters. Mm. He can't take you all on. Just, just rattle through it. Shoot him a few times. Stab, stab, stab. He's dead. We're we're reeling this off. No dramatic fight at the end. We've taken over Naboo fairly quickly. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is, mate. The Jedi's are like sophisticated warriors. There's there's pride. They in don't want to ambush. They don't want to bum rush. Darth Maul. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I mean Darla's trying to get her own whole fucking planet back. She's not messing about. I fucking jump Darth Maul and steal I his wallet. Shut up, Qui-Gon. <laughs> Mash him one. There's honor. There's honor. We want a fencing match. According to mm, Georgie Porgy, mm. this is the, the, the golden age of the Jedi. Is these movies. Mm. That's fine. Jedi I mean, versus Jedi. Honorable fighting. Yeah. I get that, but yeah, that's a plus and a minus there. 
Um, I'm gonna say, was this the second one, right? Uh, I, the the overall design of the ships, uh, I like it a lot. I think they're very satisfying to look at. Um, yeah, they look like they cut through air, yeah. like the the smooth silver nothing. one. The yeah, that's so that's very satisfying, isn't it? It's like a, a luxurious mm. yacht of some sort, some Russian gazillionaire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, it's interesting. They said they had real they had real trouble animating that because it's silver, and normally you'd want that to like reflect when it goes through space, and it does. But if you really look into it, it's not. There's nothing to reflect. Nothing on to it, reflect unless oh, they. Oh fuck. Unless they're close by a sun. Oh shit! When, when you get the, the the black of space and the stars. Yeah, you would. Well, it'd be, it'd be almost like it just blend into. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be there. Space, it would be. No? It would be invisible, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Because it'd be reflecting light okay. that's not there. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, second light is. I like. A specific bit in the well. First of all, the firing up of the of the pods was super intense. I know he's touched on that, but the bit where the bit of silence when he goes up the ramp in the air and hovers over the top, and everything just cuts out for a split second. Just that moment of Ooh. yeah, that moment of silence is. Yeah. That's a great piece of heroics as well. Very good to overtake. So good. I like. The crank up as well is do, 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 yeah, do, it's like do, a do. roller coaster. Yeah. Um, or when he drives, he drives through those little by the road, those pylon things, and he goes like click, 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 click mm. right before he hits the ah. exit ramp. Jesus Christ! Like every single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, I know. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with. I quite like Anakin's. Um, War effort in the in the Naboo staff fighter at the end when he's left to his own devices and it sort of gets out of hand. I really like that scene because it. I remember watching that as a kid and fe feeling the jeopardy of oh shit. It's like jumping into a car when you're eight and everything just starts up and you're just you're just on the road. That's it and you got no brakes and you can't reach them or whatever. That felt like really like a runaway train sequence to me, and um, that was that was cool. When he's skidding in the in the donut chip thing, yeah, well, well, yeah, he does a whole thing, doesn't he? Sort of takes mm. takes the whole thing out, but uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, I well links into that. The yellow Naboo fighters are, mm. I'd say, yeah. easily my favourite ship in the saga. In the they, saga, they mm. it for me, it's they seemed like. <laughs> Like a so like offended. a classic car, you know, like you see like you know like old a Cadillac. School. Yeah, something that's like slick. Drive, you'd probably drive I think that. Sick as well. Drive that in Italy somewhere near Florence. Yeah, imagine <laughs> the three wheels and the way <laughs> the way the engines look as well. Mm. They're like sophisticated engines. They just have like this little ring of blue shine that comes out. The bottom looks like a golf tee. You can imagine just yeah. squelching <laughs> that into the grass. 
And when I'm at the child's tea bit. <laughs> yeah. Is it my yeah. turn? Uh, the just general, like, lightsaber, laser sword, choreography, fighting choreography is so sick. Especially if you look at the behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. stuff and you realize that was actually, like, Qui-Gon Jinn, uh, Ewan McGregor and... Ray uh, Park. Liam Neeson. Ray it's, Park. It's weird. He's a stunt man, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Still going. Oh, it's, it's so fucking good. It's like doof, doof, it's so fast. It's almost better without the lightsaber and effects on it. When you see it in the BTS, it's like fuck. Yeah. I should have just done the Nick style. <laughs> Come over the wooden, the curtain rail. <laughs> curtain rail. Oh, Matt, we mm. didn't. The Brazil nut joke. I think I think I caught on. Did, was it stuck on your head for the horn? So that's that's what they used for oh. Darth Maul's horns. Wow! Yeah. Some beefy Brazil nuts. And they and they that's carved cool. them into spikes. I always remember reading that in in a magazine that I had. You know when they do like a feature in Empire or whatever, and the whole magazine's just dedicated to the film. I was remembering mm-hmm. that. It's cool. Jeez. And you are 100% the person that told me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably true. Or Jack. I don't told know. Me. One of you <laughs> two told me. My third. I've, said it, I've said it twice to Charlotte as we watched this movie. <laughs> In the same watch. Brazil nuts! <laughs> Charlotte, see what he said. Kiss what they are. I like it. I like the Darth Maul related when he. Um, uses the force on um, Obi-Wan to, to, to knock him down in the hole there's a clap of thunder when he does it mm-hmm. I just like that yeah. I like that touch I thought that was really cool mm-hmm. shit that's a sound effect I don't know you'll know it um, you'll know it when you can I have an honourable mentions yep uh, didn't make the list but there's in the first fight where um, where they're in the the Trade Federation ship, Obi-Wan, at the end of the fight, he deflects one single uh, laser shot from one of the droids, and it's like he does it very smoothly, and he's like, bink! And it just hits it right back, and it's very nice to watch. Is that... I also actually have an honorable mention, is, um, you know when Jar Jar, he kicks the droid on the floor, and he's like, and he's moving, it gets stuck in his foot, on his foot and he like shoots mm. other people um mm-hmm. i like that he shot the droidica in the in the leg and it falls on its side and, it like and it's just like so clumsy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and renders it completely yeah, yeah, yeah. useless just just yeah in the in the making of uh georgie porgy calls them wheeler droids uh, Crazy. So I don't know if you just had a different, different name for them. I don't know. Right. Well, he gets like everything wrong, though, doesn't he? He calls lightsabers laser <laughs> swords. He calls destroyers wheelers, wheeler dealers. Like it's ridiculous. He calls gungans gungans. Yeah, he just gets everything wrong. Yeah. Uh, right. First dislike. I'm gonna go. Shiny ships. 
So all, the, all the ships that you guys are like, I no. see a sacrilege to the whole Star Wars universe. The whole point of Star Wars is they, in the originals, came up with the fact that you could have a used universe. That it was the future, but it looked used and it looked old and it looked like functional and a bit bit battered. The whole the whole romanticism of the Millennium Falcon is that it looks like a piece of junk, to quote Luke directly from Documentary ninety four. Um, so I don't when this came out and every ship was like a perfect shape that was like formed by some alien you know technology that that didn't really float my boat or spaceship as it were so I, I yeah the shiny ships not even dislike give away being Coruscant not even the not even the idea that this is the what it used to be I, and then obviously there was all this I, shit going on I, Clone Wars etc yeah. and I understand the sentiment and this is like the heyday and then it's gonna devolve but there's no correlation between the Naboo Starfire mm. and an X-Wing the X-Wing True. comes way after so how did that how did that work I mean that's that's partly a function of just doing the films in, in the wrong order, which is probably ill-advised for everyone else everywhere. But, yeah. Don't ever do that. Yeah. Um, All right. I've already kind of said it, but the, the, Gungan, the Gungan shield just annoyed me that mm-hmm. you can't shoot for it, but you can walk for it. What kind of shield is that? Dude, it's biology versus physics. <laughs> um, my first one is. Hold on, it was biology Obi-Wan. versus physics. The droids aren't biology. It are doesn't they? make sense. Physics is like movement. He, he, he definitely meant to say something else. I think he got the the word wrong. He didn't meant to say physics. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Whatever. Physics is like. Uh, um. Mine is uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon standing on the most disgusting looking sunset in Coruscant when they're discussing uh, who should, if Anakin should be trained. Just remember that. It is like the most insane sunset. Oh, yeah. They're literally just a silhouette. And it, and it looks horrible. The city looks horrible. It looks horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, Coruscant's not my favorite planet. No. Apparently there is Blade Runner homage there somewhere. There's a there's a Blade Runner spinner flying around somewhere. Oops. Oh really? That's serious. I yeah. I dislike the sound of the the chance dice on the floor because it's on sand, but it clicks perfectly <laughs> like it's on a table. Love it. Ah shit! Shit! You just it just reminded me of something. You just brought him down to his knees. <laughs> Um, is it whose guy is it? Just Nick. Just really quick. Just, uh, one thing: they shot everything on wooden sets, and they say in the in the behind the scenes they had to ADR eighty five percent of the dialogue. You can and tell. I think that is also a problem why the it's so fucking shit and um. wooden because they're they're alone they're in a like record recording cabin they're not playing to anybody they're trying to match whatever mood they were in on that day that makes sense doesn't help does it um a dislike is going to be warwick davis's uh hair <laughs> <laughs> see what happened is why is warwick he, davis in this he because he's in all the Star Wars movies isn't he 
But he went to Is the he? butchers for a hair sh- haircut. It shows. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he was. Well, we can get to that. But he was an Ewok. A seven. He was a. Oh, that's right. Like Fourteen-year-old, right. maybe eleven-year-old fan who wrote to George Lucas. Lucas said, "Bring him to set," and he got a role uh, as as Wicket the Ewok. And then from then on, I think he's pretty much been in most things. Right. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool actually. Um, oh, I'm next. Uh, my second dislike is the Jedi sprint. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine as well. Uh, never addressed, never referenced to, uh, never used again. Never used again, and there's so many places where they could have used it. I think that was backlash as well, no? And then they they were like scared to ever use it again. You well, get the one Jedi, every five the years. Jedi, oh George, Richard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's mine as well. Yeah, that's same. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we didn't like that one, did we? Um, right, I'm gonna go with the just overall design of Coruscant. It just, I mean, it's just. It's one of the effects you just don't get away with here. I think it's the one environment that doesn't really hold up. What one was Coruscant? It looks, it's the big city. Oh, city planet. Oh, Metropolis. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that just like too smooth. Yeah. No detail. But I also, I can see that in 99, it probably would have looked quite good. But now it just, unfortunately, doesn't hold up. Hmm. Um, my final one is Anakin's haircut at the end. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like a fuzzball, isn't he? He's like the uh, one here. Why, do you remember the hedgehog is... crossing the road advert? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what 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 causes him to have his haircut to become a Jedi? Just leave it as it is. Not giving his like dodgy, spiky, fluffy hair. Obviously, a religion, mate. Um. Mine is uh, when they're in the Gungan city, Otogonga, um, and Captain Tarples hits Jar Jar with his little cattle prod, mm. right? Or not Captain Tarples, but his other colleague does it. And there's the, the animators fucked up because both Qui-Gon and um, Obi-Wan look about two seconds later, they do one of the... <laughs> like a delayed reaction <laughs> and after knowing that I couldn't unsee it anymore and now it's pissing me off there's a, so much with that people looking in the wrong directions like where animated characters should be eyelines I saw a dodgy eyeline with Obi-Wan and Jar Jar he, he, like, he was looking at yeah. the actor's eyes who was in the in the facing yeah. not the eyes up here Ahmed Best um Poor guy. My last dislike is when Anakin wins the wins the race. One of his friends goes for a uh, <laughs> goes for two high fives with with the little alien, <laughs> and he just doesn't get any of them. And I don't know if that was intentional. I know, I know, the, gets, I, I know the bit. <laughs> he gets aired twice for a high five, and I thought, well, just do that again. If you want them high fiving, or don't high five, just cheer normally. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's good. You just inspired my third dislike, mate. <laughs> I just thought of one. 
I think the 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 battle droid transports again another ship related thing, but they just look like baked potatoes when you <laughs> spike them just before you put them in the oven. Yeah. They look like Homer Simpson shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Sick toy though. I had the like Lego toy. That was fucking crazy. What the transport? Yeah. That is niche. Oh, dude, yeah, my oh, toys. Mate, that, yeah. I was all for the Lego shit here. <laughs> Do you want the battle droid now? Yeah. Give me the transport <laughs> yeah. that they go in. <laughs> well, mate, it came with battle droids. <laughs> sure. You could have had anything, anything from, <sighs> from losers. Fucking losers. I didn't just have that, Mama, Jack. Mama, can I have the droid transport, please? He's already so organized, God's sake. Was it only sold in Germany as well? <laughs> we only have the organized ships. Oh, hey, it was a sick Lego toy. It opened up and it could like yeah, go out exactly. and down. And, oh, the droids come out. It even opens up and they are alphabetically yeah, Of course ordered. the droids come out. <laughs> I uh, bet you had all the action figures that you could do exactly one thing with yeah. Luke, right? To be fair, yeah. I did have the, uh, I had the, the Jawas transport, you know, the, the thing that it was a miniature, you know, the crawler thing that goes along from the original. Yeah. That was great. It's the same. There you go. It's the it's same. same. <laughs> it doesn't look like a potato though. It looks like a, at least it looks like a kettle. <laughs> Step up. Uh, Okay. Is that it? Um, no. No, you have another. No, I Don't we all have mine. another? Make you really? I, have, I have one Go more. On. Uh, Anakin, uh, Anakin's friend. Is it Kidster? Is that his name? Kidster. No, I hope Yeah, the small... The, I think it's the guy that misses the high five. The green. Yeah, twice. It is. No, not the green one. The, the guy with the black yeah. hair. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I think his name is Kidster. He in in the hangar. He says like, "That was totally wizard." No, <laughs> yes. that was going to be my one. Yes, I've oh got it. I've God. got it in between good and bad. It says go go wizard, <laughs> however, so wizard. That is awful. Uh, I, I uh, did not like that. <laughs> it's, it's like George Lucas thinking of a cool <laughs> thing that space kids would say. That's what we used to say. That's totally That's wizard, so wizard, Annie. <laughs> All, all the bad guys said that back in, back in high school when I was a kid. <laughs> you can laugh all you want. Uh, right, let's do ratings shit. and get out of there because it's almost 11 o'clock. Yeah. Shit me. All right. Um, Matt, yeah. you go first. I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with a, a cool... Uh, three and a half. Wow. I was not expecting that I have a rating at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I was surprised by the pacing and it was it was fun. A few things wrong with it. I suspect this is will be the the highest I'm going to rate any of these films <laughs> of this chunk. So I don't want to I don't I don't want to I don't want to start could be interesting. I don't want to start too too low because I don't know where to go. <laughs> He's planning ahead <laughs> to justify future ratings of movies he's not seen. I like it. Uh, <laughs> Luke, what are you saying? 
I'm gonna go the same. I'm gonna go 3.5. I think the I would have rated yeah. it very high as a kid. I think it doesn't age well, um, and I, I know what else this franchise has in store. So it's just it's a shame, but still enjoyable. But I, you know, it's, it's memory based enjoyment. Yep, Jack. Um, I'm gonna go four and a half. Jeez, loyal. Loyal <laughs> till the end. Love it. Wow. It's just like it's, it's it. iconic. I can, I can, I can, you can pick, pick it apart, say all the bad things about it, but I'll still enjoy it. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a similar place. I'm gonna go four, but I'm gonna give a big fat heart on Letterbox. Um, because yeah, it's obviously there's so many things that are wrong with it, uh, but it's one of the f- just it is one of my favorite movies, probably to a weird, weird degree. Like I'll always rewatch this. Yeah. Uh, so a heart from the heart, with awareness with why everything's wrong with it. And there we go. There we go. First one done. 